1: recorded live Hey everybody. it's out of darkness into the light and I have a Facebook friend of mine here who's been uh, in our chat rooms and uh, he's been uh, texting Johnny. His name is he calls himself Paco Schneider and uh, I thought at first that maybe you were from Turkey, but uh, it sounds like. Like you're a German like I am. I call myself Irish, but I'm really, uh, half German.
2: So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm half German too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my great grandfather's name was Schneider. Yeah. And, uh, wow. supposedly we, they were German, uh, Jews, however you're yeah. going to determine that, but
2: yeah, that's, um, that's what I've heard too. I've actually heard, I didn't hear that from my family, but, um, I've heard other people, uh, German people, uh, German guy I met one time, um. I told him my name and he gave me a little bio on my first and last name, you know? And,
3: uh-huh.
2: uh, yeah, I guess Schneider's like, uh, Smith over here, he says there's like 20 pages in the phone book of Schneider's. And, uh, he said, but Otto, that's an old, that's an, like, nobody names their kids Otto anymore, even in Germany. That's an old German name, I
1: guess. Yeah. It sounds I,
2: old. Yeah. I was actually named after my grandfather. It's actually kind of cool. I was named after my grandfather. I was actually, um, it's kind of funny. Um, between my, my dad and his two brothers, whoever had the, fir- the first boy would name him after their father. So I was named after my grandfather. Uh-huh. I ended up I, I ended up being the first and only boy. So for a while, then I was the I was the only the only uh, the only male Schneider that carried the last name and the bloodline. So I actually, you know, it's it's kind of weird. So so what I did when I finally had a son, I named it after my father. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe someday my son will name is some after me and we'll keep on going like that with autos and and uh and Ken's, you know, few generations or something, kind of neat, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> well, I was the first born in
1: a in a very large Irish family. My dad was the, the first one to uh be born in America. The rest of them were born over in uh, Ireland. Okay. Out of, six, out of six six uh siblings, and, yeah. But I was believe it or not, I was the first male born. And uh, my grandmother gave me what's called a shillelagh uh, to commemorate that I was the first born. It's this kind of, um, I don't know, kind of like a hawthorn root or something like that. You club people over the head with it.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. <I laughs> it just that sits over
1: in the form. corner, and uh, it's got a, a faded uh, green ribbon on it. Oh, wow. But... Um, but my family was a little disappointed. Be, uh, I think my grandmother too, because I didn't. Uh, I didn't raise a family. You know, I went yeah, off on a yeah. different route, and they're assuming I'm not going to carry on the bloodline. I don't necessarily think that's true. I may surprise them because I'm a yeah, very right. healthy, per- very healthy person for my age, and I think I could probably still uh, well,
2: they- procreate. The only the only picture I've seen of you that one obscure one where you got you're like you're kind of sitting down, and uh, you got you know the beard and you're, you're in a mountain and you got like mountains behind you. How old are you in that picture?
1: Um, I'm not exactly sure. I it's uh it's got to be at least 15 yeah, like years late old. Late 40s. Yeah, I don't have any uh, gray hair, so uh, I'm 59 now. That uh now <laughs> yeah. though. Well, I know yeah. you're
2: healthy. I know that you're uh, you're you're totally into. Uh, I'm just barely starting to to detox my myself too. I'm that's like one of the things. Um, you know, me and my wife have been slowly trying to uh, establish in our house is getting you know eating healthier and healthier, getting away from, you know, especially having children. You know, we're trying to like little stuff. You know, it's it's tough. Yeah, stuff, like filtering our water. You know, trying to stay away from GMOs and corn syrup. And uh,
0: she's really into it
2: now. You know, she uh. She hit forty, and all of a sudden, she's like, she's going crazy with the, in a good way. You know what I mean? She's like, she's um, exercising more, and, and uh, she wants you know, and uh, eating healthier. So, uh, so we uh, we uh, that that's actually one of the that's actually um, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you and connect with you is because I really don't have anybody to talk to you about this stuff. It's kind of like um, all these things I've been learning. Um, I, I could I could say I started waking up, um. Uh, probably in 2012, and it's just been like the last four years, three and a half, four years. It's just been like, bam, 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 really like real fast. God just been like revealing stuff, and I'm just like, it's kind of like a blessing. Like I think I've heard, you know, you say like it's a, it's a blessing to know this stuff, but it's also a burden because at the same time, I, I have to really hold back on what I can talk to people about because you know they, I freak them out, I freak everybody out. I, like my wife she like, okay, you know, there's like after about 15 minutes, she's like, okay, okay, you know, just just like, come on,
1: you know it's too much. So yeah, you have to give it to them in small doses.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's what I do. And that's the health. I know through my wife, you know, I gotta, I gotta kind of strategize how and when I can like, um, try to, uh, either implement or, um, share some of the things that God's been showing me and, uh, revealing to me. And, uh, and really within the community that, you know, from the, from the people I hear you talk to, um, in your podcast, you know, I'm actually kind of, I'm actually like years behind you guys, but, um, at the same time, like, I, I, I sent you an email a while back, and um, I, I was like, man, I've been listening to, uh, this is, like, probably, like, three or four months ago, I'm like, man, bro, I've been listening to 40 hours of your podcast, and just, like, everything, I'm just, like, like, you know, f- I just, like, um, I'm feeling you on everything, and then I wanted to send you another email, I wanted to say, I just listened to 80 hours of your stuff, and I don't know nothing, you know, like, I listened to 40 <laughs> hours, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm with you on everything, man, I, yeah, I just totally, man, I feel you on everything, and then, you know, I wanted to write you another email and be like, okay, I just listened to like another 40 hours and I'm totally lost.
1: <laughs> yeah, people say that kind of thing. You know something? I don't think I ever got that email. I think that you, you, uh, I've got so many people coming at me every day. Yeah. You, 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 t- I remember you telling me that you sent me an email and, uh, yeah. but I, I never looked it up. Can you resend that to me? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, um, I, it and I, must have got I, buried. I sent my, I think I sent my first two to out of Darkness, and then my last one to um, Luminous Sarcanus, I believe.
1: okay, I, they never showed up with the uh, okay, well, you got the one podcast. Of them now,
2: now you Okay, well, I'm they never showed up with the now. podcast
1: email, but you you've still got them at your end.
2: Yeah, I, I, get, them on, I get them from you now on when you're going to have a show, so yeah, I get yeah. those I get those emails. But, um, anyway,
1: uh, try to resend those. Okay, uh just send them to uh Augustine. Org- you have my email, Augustine?
2: Yeah, yeah, if I don't I can I can find it in one of the uh, old show links I've got like seven of my favorite shows, like I said last night, I was listening to um one of my favorite um podcasts it's like a, it's over four hours, you know, and usually I spend like two or three hours at work at work listening to it, and another hour hour and a half in the morning, you know I'm um, getting my kids ready to go to school I'm listening to the rest. My favorite one is um part of the title is um Chemtrail Theology. Oh, yeah. I, that one's just packed with info. And, um, like, this, this is how I, like, I tested my wife one time. I go, I go, I go, she didn't like this at all, so I backed off. Um, and She goes, uh, I go, I go, oh, you know what? Well, if God is so great and if God is so good, then why are we being sprayed like bugs with chemtrail? <laughs> and that,
3: yeah.
2: That, that was, she was just like, she didn't know. That, that was, I was in big trouble. So,
1: yeah, we you, <laughs> Well, I, I use that to to uh, an attempt to prove that we're under what I call corporate judgment. Yeah, like his, like, well, like Israel used to be. See, Israel was under corporate yeah, judgment, yeah, exactly. but they didn't even they didn't even know it. They had to have a prophet tell them, and the the, the, and then they would reject it. But see, Christians today they haven't even heard about this. But if they heard it, yeah. they would reject it. They wouldn't oh, believe yeah,
2: it. No, I, I um, that's one thing. Like that's why I think just like I've heard you and um you and um um oh, I can't believe um. White, uh, white raven. Yeah, you and white raven talking about how you guys connected to where like at the same time in two different places. You know him in Florida and you, you way up in the northwest corner of the United States. God was dropping stuff on you guys at the same time, and then you guys connected, and God was working on. So I believe at the same time, like you know, the last four years, God's been dropping stuff in me, and even before that, because um I was searching, you know, I, I was searching, for, you know, for for deeper truths, and one of the things I've always one truth I've always been able to swallow is that God is sovereign, and that's a tough pill to swallow, you know, for a lot of Christians because that means you've got to accept everything, good, bad, and otherwise, you know, stuff you don't understand, stuff you're not feeling at the time, and uh, that's one thing I learned years ago, that, hey, you know what, hey, I may not like this right now, I understand it, um, but you're sovereign, you're sovereign, and sometimes I'd almost use that kind of throw it back to him, like, hey, hey, okay, okay, you got me, you win, um, you're sovereign, so... I don't know what to do uh, next. You're sovereign. So it's it's on you. It's your will. So now, have
1: you have you heard of my uh, updated version of that? <clears throat> God no, I, me? I found,
2: um no, no. Yeah. Um, well I, I when when
1: cal that. when Calvinists talk about that, and, and you know somebody like Martin Luther too, he wasn't yeah, a, I, I uh, actually
2: I, I lean um that thing too. Um uh, there's just so much I wanna I wanna share with you, Dave. Um, that,
1: that, um, yeah, we'll we'll that, do it. You know, we don't. We can do it another time too. And also, I'd like to say, I'd like to get your wife together with you and me and Emily and talk about oh, health. No.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, maybe health, but she, um, we're. I'm talking. I'm just, talking, I'm just because, talking about health. Health. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, um, no, my <laughs> my wife can't even. When I was in the Alex Jones back in like you know 2013 2014 you know when I. Because I kind of believe that God kind of sent me through like a, you know, there's like an education I went to. Like the way, I, the way God woke me up. I even did like the Alex Jones thing for a couple of years. You know, and I, and I learned some stuff from there. There was some basic stuff. But, but like you said, that's another thing too that, that, um, that blew me away. That, um, when you came up with a tier two theology, or no, tier two um, propaganda. I was like, yeah. oh, that, that's so true. I was stuck in tier two. Um, and like like I said, what I'm saying is that my wife can't even handle tier two propaganda. So, she, you know, <laughs> she's, there's no way she's going to. I'm never going
3: to hear
1: this podcast. <laughs> okay, what you need to do, Otto, is you need to have a long-term uh, plan in your mind, and, and the reason this is because um, when you drop too many bombs on people too early, they shut down. They put a, uh, yeah. a label on you. And I can't handle yep. you. And you know, you yep. go do. You know, if you're talking to your wife, she'll say, "Well, that's okay. You know, you you do your thing, and I I you know I'll do mine thing." But you and I are different when it comes to this. They don't want to yeah. hear it anymore, so. You got to do it gradually. and kind of yeah. uh, lure them in there. You see, without them really knowing it. <laughs> yeah, no, Probable you're right. You're right. Here and there. You're yeah, right. she
2: has shut down on me before, and that's why I said like right now it's the health thing. Like she's finally like she actually it actually took her. Um, she's um she's going back to school, and um so she's doing like you know she does um a college semester like one class. You know, for like three months, and um, she actually did one like um, last year, and it was on health. And you know, she, it, it took that class. It like reinforced the things I was already telling her. You know, when she finally heard it from, you know, someone that uh, I, I forgot the way you put it. These uh, these um, information repeaters. You know, she heard it from uh, an information repeater. Yeah, the, text,
1: the textbook repeater. But uh... textbook.
2: Yeah, well, she heard it from a textbook repeat, a repeater. You know, she's like, oh, okay when I told her, you know, a year before that, it was like, okay, whatever, you know, listen, to Alex Jones. You heard that in Alex Jones. I don't like Alex Jones, so I don't, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: uh, she's, probably, she's probably heard Alex Jones, huh?
2: Yeah, she's heard him screaming in the background. So.
1: Yeah. she. I, now, I've got all kinds of conspiracy theories about him, and I actually have a theory that he has a deliberate style like that oh, yeah. to, dry, to drive people away that are hearing him for like the first time and go, Well, this guy's yeah. some kind of a wild fanatic.
2: Yeah, or, the, or, the, or it gets you all frothed up. I mean, I would listen to it sometimes. I'd get freaked out, bro. I was like, I wanted to go in the basement and get a shotgun and, and some army rations and a two way radio <laughs> or a, you know, a shortwave radio and just hide out, man. Oh, yeah. oh yeah me all freaked out.
1: Yeah, there's a fantastic podcast that I will eventually upload in Room 2. I've talked about it, but I haven't done it. Where he's, um, he's talking on the, uh, the, the eve of Y2K, 1999, New Year's Eve. Yeah. And he's yeah. talking about basically the world as we know it coming to an end. And it's absolutely hilarious because you can tell he's just lying through his teeth. He's talking about all these world events that are basically proving that everything's going to collapse any moment. I think that he had a handler that told him to do this and he's probably embarrassed.
2: Yeah, but well, he, could
1: we're, be, we're, he, he could be on some sure. degree of mind control. So it, you know, we don't really know that kind of thing for sure, you know. <laughs> well,
2: I, I believe, like you said, like he's, you know, tier two propaganda. He's a gatekeeper because what did it for me, what, 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 what um, Cause um I'm kind of like I'm all over the place, that, you know, um, you know I use Facebook and you know to kind of like throw stuff out there, and I don't really get you know very much of a reaction, and then um you know I'm kind of like I'm also a lazy researcher. I'm your typical uh, Facebook Christian um, lazy American researcher. I put a video on YouTube and, and but, uh, but but I, but, I, but I like the way you broke it down. Cause it, you know, um, you said that and I believe this too that they dump so much stuff on YouTube. That like you said, it would take, you'd have to have a committee of like, you know, 30 to 60 <laughs> yeah. people working 24 hours nonstop to decipher and sift through all the propaganda and all the, um, another thing too that I learned, um, you know, learning against learning. All this stuff they want to throw, you know, onto YouTube to where, you know, you get, you can get lost, you know, on CERN for, you know, months and, you know, just, just all kinds of craziness. Oh, yeah. But um, what, what this is what did it for me with Alex Jones is, you know, I'm kind of like, I've been all over the place, so I'll listen to just about anybody, because I also believe, I, I believe that you, you, you do this too through reading, you know, you've read um, some of the books you've listed and authors and stuff, people that, you know, Christians never, never even heard of, or, like you said, they'll um, automatically just like shut down and be like, oh, no, 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 that guy's not a Christian, and they just won't even, they won't even go through his book, not even realizing that, you know, you're not going to get that kind of information from a Christian period anyways, you're going to have to kind of cross the line and go on over to the other side, and to get the information, that's what I started doing, you know, I was like, you know what, I want to, you know, I, I want to learn, like, you know, I, I wanted to learn more about, like, you know, the dark side, so I started listening to, like, I was listening to, like, um, like, I want, I was listening to, um, another one, too, another, um, guy that you mentioned, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I, can't, he's right, Freeman, Freeman Fly, you know, oh, yeah? was for a while there, yeah, for a while there, I signed up and everything, so I could to to his second hour on his show, because, I wanted to know um, esoteric stuff. I wanted to learn more, um, more, you know, mystery Babylon esoteric stuff. And uh, that stuff was really piquing my interest. And, and that's actually how I came across um, another guy that uh, I listen to his podcast all the time too. I, I've, I've uh, even, um, I've linked you and uh, linked, um, what do you call it on Facebook? When you links somebody to one of his podcasts and you liked it, um, Johnny Cerucci. Yeah. I know? was going
1: to guess him. I was going to guess him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I uh, actually, he, um, because for a while there was like, okay, who's Illuminati? Because it, it became it became such a like a, a catchphrase. It was like everywhere, Illuminati, ooh, Illuminati, ooh, ooh, Illuminati. Like my, I have you know, I have two teenage daughters, and they're like, I'm like, what the heck, man? They're like covering their eyes, and throwing up pyramids. I'm like, what the? What is all this? What are you guys listening to? You know what I mean? I'm like, and I like uh, you know, and I like I play stuff for them on YouTube. I go, look at what they, you know. I go look. I would play stuff for them backwards, or like you know, play people that would break down their videos and all the symbolism and all the um. You know all the subliminal stuff, and they're like, you know, they're like, "Oh God, cut it out! You're freaking us out. Why are you scaring us?" And I'm like, "Well, look at all this. Look at all this weird stuff. Like, what are you guys listening to?" I'm like, "This." I go, "This stuff is worse than the than the you know the, the wannabe satanic rock that we used to do in the '80s. What is this stuff? It's crazy." So I started going like, you know, and I'm thinking too, like, why why are they throwing the word Illuminati like everywhere? Because when I was a kid, you never heard that word except for like, you know, every once in a while you'd have a weird friend that go but, you know, looking in the back of your dollar bill, and, you know, they, like, they knew some, like, you know, I heard about it, but I thought it was, like, a dead super society that was, you know, long gone, like, 200 years old and gone, and um, so I started looking it up, and it kind of bugged me out that it was always, like, Illuminati this, Illuminati that, and um, I kind of like, you know, Johnny um, Cerucci's perspective on it, his take on it, that um a lot of it is, um you know, the, the Jesuits, you know, the, it's kind of, like, almost like a double, like a double blind, like, you know, everybody kind of, like, you know, you got like all these different tiers and different layers, and you got the the mace, the mace, the masons and the um. And I like the way Johnny Sushi puts it, he kind of puts it. Um, I'm not coming on your show to promote him,
3: <laughs> but uh, oh, that's okay. Um,
2: I, I I um I like a lot of the way that he his perspective on it, you know it kind of brings it. I guess it brings it down to earth for me on um kind of like um that that aspect of it because I also know it's kind of like um I don't know if it's a double blind to where like um you know you got like the Jesuits hiding behind the Illuminati, hiding behind the Jesuits, hiding behind the Masons or something, you know, it's, it can, you can get, you can get lost, you know what I'm saying?
1: Does he think the Illuminati are the Jesuits? Cause some people have that, uh, I mean, they're part of it, but The you know, the higher I, I, Illuminati. Yeah. The
2: well, higher I,
1: Jesuits.
2: I, yeah. I lean towards, yeah, well that's, that's what I'm saying. I lean to the fact to where like, um, yeah, the, the higher levels, like maybe the the higher levels of, of the Jesuits and the lower levels, Illuminati kind of all mesh in there. But but I realize, you know, I I, I never um, put it like I think along the lines a lot about like you, like you know, there's still I still you know I still know there's somebody behind that. And I like the way you put it a lot of times, you know, these black magicians, these you know, you know that, that that we don't even. I mean, you know, they're so hidden that you know we'll never know. And and I like a lot of times what you say they only let us know what they want us to know. You know? Right.
1: It's always on a need-to-know basis, even, even in the Illuminati. <clears throat> uh, because they have to preserve secrets, and once you leave, leave a secret out, then uh, it, you're not in control of it anymore. Once it gets yeah. out there, anything can happen. That's true for anybody, by the way. Yeah.
2: Well, I just, I just like this stuff. It's just fascinating, and it's real, and it's mysterious, and and um, I just like, you know, it's more, I, I, it's more exciting to me than like, you know, I used to be really into football for a while there. And, um, you know, a lot of, like, like I said, for a long time, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing losing no Christian. I was like, la-di-da. I mean, also you understand too, like I was saying, you know, um, coming, coming from Southern California, you know, for a lot of years, I, you know, I was a tweaker. And for a long time, my Christianity, you know, my first 10, my first 10, 12 years of Christianity was, woohoo! I'm not getting high, I'm going to church. That was, like, you know, the basis of it. That was, like, yeah. you know, as long as, I, as long as I wasn't getting high and I was going to church, I was doing good. And, yeah. then, you know, and I didn't really get into, like, you know, deep doctrines and, and doctrinal truths. Or I didn't even know the difference between, a, you know, a, a, a Protestant and a Catholic. I didn't even know the difference between a, a, um, an Armenian and a, and, a, and a Calvinist, you know, for years.
1: Well, I watched TBN for, for years.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, it was still kind of weird to me. Out, I really wasn't feeling them, but I was like, okay, well, this is you know, <clears throat> this is like the the only thing I can find right now.
1: Well, you know, you have this when you start off. You have this simplistic view that you're in this club, this special club, and God is guiding the show, and you just have a childlike belief and and you just believe everything, you know, and it's all wonderful. Uh, it doesn't work out that way in reality, unfortunately.
3: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah and like like I said for and then um you know for, but even even when I was in um different churches and stuff i i think i think probably about uh, ten years ago, I started getting into like more you know calvinist stuff and um lutheran Oh,
4: really
2: and, yeah I really started leaning towards that stuff, and that was you know in the midst of a lot of you know churches and ministries that um you know they they believed um um, you know, pre-rapture trib, and that and that never clicked with me. I didn't even nah. know, even when I even found out what that was, it never clicked with me because I used to always just look at like, um, historically, you know, God and Israel through the Old Testament. I'm like, nah, how is God just gonna, let, you know, let us off the hook that easy? You know, I, I just I believe that I believed. Now, now I, I'm still I, now that I listen to you, I got to totally re reevaluate my um my you know my my tribulation um theology you know, for a long time that I was like uh, I was um I was a mid tripper and I was proud of him. I'm like, you know, I'm a, you know, I used to tell my I used to tell like, you know, a lot of pre trip guys, you know, hey, if you're right, cool, I'm going with you but I believe that, you know, we're gonna suffer for a while because look at how many times God, you know, allowed Israel to suffer and test them and I just believe that God's gonna test us, you know, before he takes us into eternity. And, you know, he wants to test us for a while and, and work some things out and, and weed us out, you know, I I just that that never clicked with me that, that pre trip that just, you know, poof, you know, Jesus just gonna show up and poof, we're just gonna be gone. And you know, I I always believed that um, you know, we're gonna at least have three and a half years where we're gonna have to run for the hills and and you know try to avoid the mark and uh, you know, and and just you know, run and, and hide and try not to get killed or...
1: uh, one thing we know for sure is that uh, you know, people in other uh countries uh, you know, where they need missionaries, like in Indonesia or something like that, they don't um, They don't have any preachers <laughs> until a missionary shows up and teaches them the doctrine. In other words, it's not coming from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh. always to, uh, people don't naturally see it in the Bible. If you just look at the Bible, you're naturally going to assume that there's one coming. Because it, it, what you're talking about is a secret rapture, you see. And uh, you can easily prove that's wrong in the Bible. So you yeah, can do I, that sometime I, if you want.
2: Yeah, yeah, I just, um, I hold on to, um, you know, like, one of one of my main things that, that you know, messes up the pre-trip thing for me is just, you know, what, what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 26, you know, that there's a couple things that got to happen first and then, and then he comes. Well, if you look at the
1: primary passages that they use, there's two of them in uh, First. uh Thessalonians chapter 4, like verses 16 and 17, and then also in 1 Corinthians 15, around 50 and 52. Those passages teach the the exact opposite. All you have to do is look at the context, the immediate
2: context.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. They're doing the same thing as uh,
1: Jehovah's Witnesses.
2: Okay, yeah, because when you said 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, there's another chapter 2 that I used to kind of like back myself up on the fact that. A lot of stuff's gonna happen. A lot of people are gonna get fooled before Jesus comes back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. My um, my house is pretty much split down the middle, like with uh, all the conspiracy theories. But uh,
0: like my thirteen
2: year old, my poor, my thirteen year old. I've been talking to her since she's about ten. And she's like the only one that can handle, you know, handle stuff. And and uh, in a way, it's kind of a blessing because um, we go to um. We go to a First Assemblies. You know, we're in, a, we're in kind of a small, a small town in Connecticut, and um, we go to a First Assemblies. And really the reason why I go, there's about, it's about 200 or 300. It's about 200 on a good Sunday. Congregation. It's about the size I'm used to. Um, and uh, the reason why we go there is because, of, uh, the, you know, they, they do have a lot of uh, uh, programs and facilities. Like me and my wife, we can go, and they've got a thing for the teenagers. And they've got a, you know, we've got a three-year-old boy, and we've got a five-year-old girl. And, um, they can all go to their different classes and then me and my wife, we can go and we can, you know, worship, you know, I do enjoy the worship and, and, um, even, you know, and, and regardless of being at first assemblies, I do feel, I do feel the presence of God, you know, when, um, you know, we hit, you know, certain songs and, um, I don't, I don't agree with, I don't agree with, you know, like 90% of, of, uh, of the doctrine, but, um, but, you know, like I said, you know, I, I do like the fact that my, um, uh, kids have a class to go to, and they can learn the basics, and uh, me and my wife can sit together and worship the Lord together enjoy the Word together and uh, just have some time together because that's another thing, too, our schedules. Um, I work third shift, and she works first shift, and we both work, you know, we both kind of sometimes a lot of times we work overtime on Saturdays, so sometimes the only days that we have together is Sunday, and uh, so we do enjoy that time where we get to kind of sit together, you know, in church, and uh, that, that's where we met, you know. And uh, so, so well, you know, they, this always surprises people when I say this,
1: but I'm glad, I'm glad you're going to church. I, I've, yeah, I've never yeah, told no, anybody no. not to go to church. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, no I've heard you, yeah, you said that. You said, you said that time and time again in your podcast. No, I just, um, I've got to kind of justify myself why I go to First Assembly Church, because I'm still trying to, I'm still, like, I'm researching so much stuff that I'm really spreading myself thin. You know, I've got so many rabbit holes, you know, I've got them numbered. You know, because I'm like, okay, which rabbit hole are we gonna go down today? You know, I'm like, are we gonna, you know, go, you know, learn more about the Jesuit? I love the history. I love, you know, that's another thing too. I love, um, you know, Christian history. At least the last, you know, two to five hundred years that that we know that we can you prove. I, I, that's that really piques my interest. Um, you know, I got different rabbit holes. There's times where I'm like, okay, let me, you know, I'm kind of goofing around and being lazy, and I just want to go, um. So, uh, uh, you know, on YouTube and just, you know, see what the, the latest, um, you know, Illuminati video, you know, uh, secret messaging has or something, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it gets old eventually. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like I said, that's when I'm just being, that's why I'm just being lazy, you know, I'm kind of a like, research and that's, 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 that's why I, I listen to a lot of podcasts too, um, you know, it actually, um, I also, I, I, kind of, I thank God for that, that I've been afforded the fact that the jobs that I've had, I've worked mostly second and third shift the last couple of years. I've worked, you know, um, in machine shops. So a lot of times, you know, I are working those hours. A lot of times I'm by myself. I got, You know, as long as I run two or three machines, I don't make bad parts. The boss isn't too worried if you're in the newspaper or, you know, or you're listening to uh, music. As long as you're not making bad parts, and you're not, you know, the machine's not. You're not making. You're not making them have to come and work and fix the machine that you did something wrong on. You know,
3: uh-huh. and uh,
2: they're fine. So it actually, it's 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 a blessing because I can listen to three hour podcasts, You know, I go to a three hour podcast every night. You know, and I and that's how. That's one of the ways that I learn. And I believe, you know, with in this day and age, you know, because like like you said before, you know, in this um this system of control, you know, trying to be like a, a Christian family man, um.
1: The chips are stacked against us, you know. Yeah. Yeah, deli- they're, they're, it's done that way deliberately. Everything is made ho- made to be hard. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, they could make it easy, you know, yeah. to raise to raise a family. Oh no, they put up all these roadblocks and make everything hard. Yeah.
2: Yep. And that's and, uh, deliberate. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, it, they make it, it easy like to said, be a
1: transsexual. They make it easy to be a transsexual, don't they? They make that real easy.
2: Oh yeah, every that's like they're I, making that, that hard, that, are they? Yeah, that's nothing that, that they're shoving down our throats, and that's that's another thing that um, that I, I I really harp on in my house is the the homosexual agenda, and it's hard because that's just like right in our face. Like my um, you know, my my teenage daughter um, she's she's got friends, she's got guy friends that are, that, you know, she's thirteen and she's got these guy friends that are 13, 14, 15 years old, and and they're, they're claiming they're gay. And I'm like, I'm telling no, they're confused. They've been lied to. They've been scientifically, you know, past, I go, you don't, I go, you don't realize that they've been lied to. They've been, you know, it's like scientifically engineered, the stuff they're putting in the plastics and the waters. Like, you know, she's just like, ah, you just don't understand. And she gets, you know, she gets upset. And I'm like, and then, when I, and then when I put God on top of I tell her, look it, you know, God's counting that stuff. God did not create them that way. God didn't make a mistake. God made that person a boy. Whether they like it or not, and she's like, you know, she gets kind of upset when I put like that. But she can't argue with me, you know. I start, look at that's an abomination before God, and I'm sorry, you know. I mean, love him, be his friend, you know, but let them know that you know you're you're a Christian.
1: Yeah, I mean, supposedly the the number of homosexuals. Uh, now this is a little bit difficult, but uh, let, let, let's let's say male homosexuals that it's it's not higher than three percent.
2: Yeah, that's that's just crazy, too. It's only, like, it's, like, less than, I think it's actually, like, last I heard it was, like, less than 2% of the population is even homosexual, and they're shoving that stuff down our throat because it's an agenda. You know, it's, like, on every, every show, every TV show, now you have to have a gay girl or boy on the sitcom. Well, we don't watch regular TV. That's another thing, too, I like in our house. You know, we've got yeah. we've got the net the Netflix for the cartoons, and even that's another thing too. I like about like, my five year old. She'll ask, she'll, "Daddy, is this a good cartoon or a bad cartoon?" It you was know, even the <laughs> cartoons. They they got crazy stuff with their, you know, showing their butts, naked cartoon butts in the cartoons. You gotta be kidding, kidding me! That. No, I'm not. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, this one yeah. Called-
1: it, it just occurred to me they're going to start fitting that homosexual stuff in there now.
2: Oh yeah, in the exactly. cartoons. Well, they, are, they have been. They have been. I've been battling it the last three years with my five-year-old. I'm like, what are you watching? I go, that's, that's bad. I don't want you to watch it. Oh, and then before that, the, 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 the crazy thing is that, you know, since, since, we, since me and your kids, everything's magic. There's magic in every cartoon. And that's another thing, too. It's like, you know, we're supposed to be Christians, but every
3: cartoon that
2: our kids watch has got magic in it. So for the, for the first 10, 15 years of their life, they're being indoctrinated you know, with with magic, that magic is cool. Magic's okay. Magic is, you know, makes everything good and go and, and you know everything bad go away. You know, and it's awesome. And and then you try to and then you got to like you know try to like deprogram them. You know, for the next five years while they're teenagers, and that 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 you know that magic is real, but it's not good. You know, and and then on the top of it, you know, on the top of it, you know, you know American American Christianity is a joke. So they're looking at you like, well you know what's you know you know you know they
3: they, they it's just it's it's crazy
2: the way that we're being bombarded with with magic and homosexuality and our christianity is so weak and pathetic that uh you know it, it's hard to even you know get in their head
1: yeah how how often do they uh, portray a non-dysfunctional uh american family uh you know in a positive sense or christianity in the media but look how they portray this stuff
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, it's, it's it's so obvious.
1: It's so obvious. It's
2: such obvious, so obvious. propaganda.
1: It's kind of amusing, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I I don't see when you start to become aware it gets you upset.
4: Yeah. And then you yes.
1: eventually you eventually uh you eventually move beyond all that and it just be, becomes kind of bemusing, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it I, doesn't bother I, me I, at I, all. I, yeah, well, I'm finally getting to that point. Since I've been listening to you, I like um, the term that you have, Illuminati humor. You know, there is stuff that oh, yeah. you do, where I When you do have to step back and go, "Wow, hey, you got to kind of like I, don't, <laughs> I think I'm, I think in Chemtrail theology, um, that one. No, there's another one. You got like a two-hour one. I was listening to. I can look it up to where you're like, let's give them a hand clap because that is just you know they they, they pulled that off great. You talk about the greatest social <laughs> those greatest social engineers. Ever, let's just let give him a round of applause. He started clapping. I was like, <laughs> "That right there, was like, was like you got to. Otherwise, you'll go crazy. You, you, you literally want to like dig, start digging a hole, and start stashing food and weapons. And, and you, you know, and, and what are you gonna do? You know, when, well,
4: well if you
1: do, do those, I, I think you should do those things. But if you do do those things, you have to be aware that you've got a target on you. Oh yeah, and. We got a we got a, a a really long podcast from Room Two where Emily's talking about you know uh, the smart grid, and I mean they they know everything about you. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Oh definitely. And now oh, they want I, to I use noticed.
1: that smart grid to start controlling you and shutting things down. If you don't obey the government, they'll just they'll just turn off your technology, and punish oh, you. Oh yeah. Yeah. They've already done this with people.
4: <clears throat> it's it's it's
1: called co- it's called a technocracy it's a technological yeah. dictatorship yeah that's
2: that's, a, that's, a, oh, that's yeah. a term I've learned the last couple of years
1: well actually you know where we're headed is you know they're gonna punish thought crime if you have a wrong thought they'll give you a little uh techno headache and you' go, oh you don't want to think that bad thought again that's where we're headed man
2: People yeah, don't realize. that's that's another nice thing that scares me too is because um, like even even just recently <laughs> my um my 13-year-old, she was in a – now she's going – now she's turned 13. She goes to a, um, like, like, okay, now in church on Sunday. She stays with the adults, which is kind of good. They stay with us upstairs. I, I make her stand up during praise and worship. I, just, I was raised like that. So she's finally starting to do that. just – that's, like, one – it's crazy that the um, – it's just, like, the, the little thing that I try to implement. It's, like, like man, I go like it's, like, World War 3 I'm like, I'm, like, look it. I don't ask – you know – with my schedule I go to church once on Sunday morning cause I'm working at night. I'm sleeping during the day. I'm taking care of the kids during the day on the weekends. So I go, look, the one thing that I wanted you to learn from me is that out of respect for God. We stand up and we praise and we worship. I go, I don't really ask you to do anything else, make your bed, you know, and, and wash your dishes and stand up and we praise and worship, you know, uh-huh. but, uh, but then after that, after there's a certain time when they, um, you know, they do announcements, and then I think when they do the greeting, like everybody stand, up and, everybody stand up and shake hands and say hi to each other, you know. When they do that, that's when the teenagers go through a back classroom. And it blessed me because, I, I, you know, it, it's those little things where you're like, okay, I'm getting through to somebody, you know. Uh, she, she said that the teacher was like, I don't know, I, it, you know, it was the pastor's wife. So I'm like, oh, boy, man. She goes, okay, you know, and um, she's like, she's explaining the rapture to the, to the teenagers. She's going, this is what she was saying, Dave. She goes, okay, when, you know, when Jesus comes back before that, he's going to take all the good people and put them over here, and he's going to protect them, and he's going to come back and all the pe- And my, 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 I think my daughter, like my 13-year-old, my she interrupted, she goes, no, no, she's like shaking her head, and she's like, what, Jade, what's wrong? She's no. No, dude. That's that, What do you mean? The good people just go over here and they're all safe and okay. And like I was like, oh god, you're gonna give me trouble because like the, the I've already had that that youth pastor, which actually, like you said, is not in the Bible. Youth pastor's not in the Bible. And uh, I've actually had that youth pastor in my house, and I showed him a um a video, you know, like a um uh, it's a I don't know. I, I, like I said, it was okay a couple of years ago, but now I've seen stuff in that. But anyways, the video is, you know, like um, pretty much um, talking about, uh, um, see, I never knew this either. I had my doctor mixed up with it, with a rapture too, with, um, you know, pre-trip, mid-trip, and uh, pre-wrath, um, pre-wrath. So I actually came to realize that I'm actually like a um, post-trip pre-wrath. You know, I believe that we're going to have to go through the tribulation, but before the, before the wrath really comes, then that's when um, that's when uh, we're going to get a rapture. But now I've got to reevaluate that because I'm learning stuff that there might not even a ra- be, really be a rapture, that actually heaven's going to come to earth. That's where you get that term, yeah. a new heaven and new earth. That actually God's going to come down here. We're not going to go up there. He comes down here and reestablish things. And then I'm also learning through your podcast that, and I believe this too, and I believe this because, like you talked about the diaspora, that you know, Elijah's got to come back to, 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 to set everything up again. Because really, like you said, I mean, everything, we're, the system of control and, you know, and even our Christianity, it, it, everything's in a cultic system. Because like you said, I'm in, I'm in a church right now where, you know, I already know if I ask the wrong question, I'm going to be like, I'm already kind of ostracized anyway. because so I've had a couple of pastors over my house. And I show them videos and they're just like, whoa, what? They don't say anything, but I can see it on their face. where They're like, Whoa. What does this brother believe? You know. Yeah, you know why? Like they, li-
1: they live. in pastor world.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Your
1: they really brother, do. They live, live in, in pastor world. You
2: just said it last night. They go. They go to seminaries for forty years, and they they never change after that. They, they, and they and they and they you know they they um they stick to that four year indoctrination, and they never um stick out of the box. Yeah. So that, that that that's that's you know what that's where I got to give you credit, Dave. Because like I said, it was different layers. I can I can share with you my testimony on how I woke up, like you know, like literally, like yeah. layer by yeah. layer. God had to kind yeah. of like you can, walk you me through. You can go ahead and do that. <laughs> well, you make some tea. You want? <laughs> sure. i will mess. i
3: mess with you, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just thinking about uh, making some tea. <clears throat> I'll make it some coffee. I'm a. That's that's
2: my only vice is uh.
1: Coffee. I had it out the door to go on a walk but it started raining so I think I'll wait it out
2: Oh, it's beautiful out here. It's seventy five degrees in Connecticut. I love global warming.
4: Really? Yeah, I actually think
2: I haven't shared this with anybody, but I believe because of all the you know, the geoengineering or what is it, the um the, the weather manipulation that they're doing in because they were um Yeah. There's reports there's reports that, that drought that they had, they're shooting stuff in the clouds, so it would rain before before the um, clouds that hit California, that's so why they had the really nasty drought. So I, I believe that you know we're having like a re- right now. I think they're having um, they just got blasted with. They're, they're having floods and mudslides right now, aren't they?
4: Um, probably. That happens a lot
0: there
1: now because the weather has changed everywhere. Up here, it's, yeah. it's, the skies are more clear and it's, it's warmer. It, it rains less, which people think is good, but not, that's not natural for up here.
2: No, it's not natural for that, for that area. But I think it's because they're, they're, they're messing with that technology. They're using the technology to mess with the weather so much that it's just it's throwing everything out of whack. Like It should not be 75 degrees in March in Connecticut. That it should, we're actually 30 degrees warmer than, uh, than we should be. You know, we're actually, they say we're actually 30 degrees warmer than we should be in, um, in April, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, like I said, I think with all the, um, the technologies they're using to manipulate the weather, that it's, um, it's throwing everything out of whack. And that's why it's 75 degrees in Connecticut, and it's, um, it's raining uh, cats and dogs in California because they, they're messing with the, uh, the, 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 the weather off the ocean before it hit uh, California.
1: I don't know that that's just one yeah, of my, that's
2: just my theory that's just a theory of mine I don't
1: know you know if you uh, if you look at a satellite uh, uh you know pictures off of uh, the coast of Washington Oregon you can see the chemtrails you ever seen that they show up yeah they've
2: been showing they've been coming up increasingly and you know being a <laughs> it doesn't help okay uh, being a conspiracy theorist and on top of it um. Messing around, you know, being a tweaker from San Diego all the years really doesn't help because I'm starting to notice more and more chemtrails <laughs> where I live now. It's like every Sunday we get sprayed. It's like, okay, every Sunday everybody's at home, so we're going to spray you guys like crazy. And uh, I've even, I'm even starting to take pictures, like, before, during, and after. Like, before, like, I'll, I'll come outside and take my kids to school, and it'll be blue, beautiful blue skies. And I'll come back, or no, and then I'll, okay, well, no, when I get home from work, it'll be blue skies. When I take, two hours later, when I take my kids to school, I can see the, you know, when they spray, it's like, they're just, they're racing stripes across the sky. Like, you know, yeah. they've got it down to a size. And then, when I can come back to, you know, after, by the time I come back, if uh, so I have to stop at the store, another two hours later, it's just ugly, um, they, it, it spreads out, and it's this ugly yellow um, hazy, blo- it blocks out the sun. It's really hazy and ugly looking clouds, man. I'm like, God, man. What the
3: heck? Yep.
4: Just... Well,
1: I was going to say oh, something, you... but I lost my train of thought. I came in, I came yeah. in well, out I'm, of the rain I'm there. all over the
3: place.
2: I, it's my fault, Dave. I'm all over the place because I'm just so, oh, almost,
3: that's okay. so
2: happy to finally talk to you, man. Cause like I said, I need to... like. <laughs> sorry, I'm dumping everything on you because you know, I, I don't. I really don't have anybody to talk to. Even my wife's like, you don't have any friends. You don't talk to nobody. Just man, she's like always trying to like, you know, like she has like um, a new friend at church, and they've got a husband or a boyfriend. Oh my god, I gotta meet them, and she wants to start hanging out. And but you know, I don't. I don't. I'm not like. I don't know. I'm not into football, and and uh, and I don't know. I, I I lost interest in football too. Yeah. I well, it, it took up a lot of my time, and actually, it, it's um, it, you know, it, it would it would um, interfere with it actually interfere with my marriage, and and that's one. of, the, it actually, kind of helped because my wife would be like, "Look at you, you know, you, all you're doing on Sundays, you're sleeping and watching football. You don't even want to, you know, my you know, you know, women need a certain amount of attention." And she wasn't, you know, she would, and I understand, you know, and uh, yeah. so actually, I, I put away football and I went on the internet, and then you know, and started, you know, and. <laughs> I you know, went from a, a a delusional Christian to an internet Christian, and then she was like, "Oh God, we, you know, what, we'll you know?" And he's like, "Well, you don't want me to watch football anymore." And I started finding out all this crazy stuff, and it's starting to make sense. And and uh, I don't know. I think sometimes she wishes I would just go back to watching football. What I
1: did is, um, I started recording all uh, the sports and watching them at night. And uh, that's what if you were going to pull that off at some some degree, you'd, that's what you'd have to do is because, uh, I mean, the games are just they're too long. Yeah. You know, three hours for a pro game, three and a half hours for a college game. And you're yeah. just locked into this live television. See, if you got it recorded, you mean you can stop it, get up, down, watch. You know, you can just watch the second half or you yeah. can just speed through the first half of the game, see how it's going. And then if it's a really good game, go, hey, I want to watch this, you know, and then maybe skip another game and and watch this game because this game's good and you know, watch the whole second half. Or you can watch it over a two-day period. You can watch it over, uh, you know, half a week. You can, you're in control, you see. Yeah, okay. But when you got to yeah. sit down there and plug into the system like that, I don't like doing that early in the day. I, I like doing it at night, see.
2: Okay. So I,
1: you know, so I, did, all, I did all that, but then I started losing interest even in that, you know, because yeah. I just didn't have enough time.
2: Yeah, that, that's what I'm getting at is that um, I, I can't, to me, I'm like, I can't, I can't sit there for three or four hours now because, like I said, I feel like I'm years behind you and, you know, White Raven and, and Teflon and, and uh, um, Spirit Cleaner. I'm like years behind you guys, and there's still a lot of stuff I need to learn and grasp. Like, I just barely, came. I just barely, like, I've I heard it before, but it never clicked. I just barely like grasped the concept of Lily, Lilith, Lilith. Lilith. Uh-huh. Lily, right? Yeah, Adam's first Lilith, wife. Lilith. Now, Lilith, Lilith. I just barely grasped that concept. I was like, okay, because for years I always heard that explained away that oh no, that's not too different, you know, that's the same, the same story. And, and but then when I actually there's a, um, I heard you guys talking about it, and then I actually, I actually, I actually looked it up, and I actually. You know, read the two scriptures, and then I, and then there was a guy that actually did a really good YouTube video about it. And I looked at it again, and I was like, wow, but see, like, like, uh, <laughs> it's frustrating. It's like, you know, I can't, I haven't even brought up flat earth stuff. Now, I'm, I'm kind of like you. There's another thing too I like about you, Dave, that, that I like that you say, um, middle middle position. Because I've always yeah. been like that. I never had a, a term for it. Because I've always kind of like taken stuff from like different um belief system. They're like, okay, well, you know, I, I like that, but the other stuff, that doesn't, you know, that's not even biblical, that doesn't line up, that's whack, but, you know, but then I, I take stuff from, you know, little bits and pieces, because I'm like, okay, that, no, that, that's right. They're right about that, but they're wrong about this, you know, so now I kind of like, this middle position where I, I, I believe that the way that they're pushing the flatter stuff so hard that it, it's not flat, but, but I already know it's not round, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I, I haven't even told... I haven't told anybody about that. I'm like, there's so much stuff that I'm like holding inside. Like, um, I actually sent you some pictures on a Skype. I don't know how good they came through. Where I finally was out. I had to go pick up my oldest daughter from work, and you know, and uh, you know, because she was working late. So it was the weekend, and uh, finally I was out, and the moon was out, bright full moon, and the clouds above the moon were reflecting the moonlight. Now they were They were kind of like, like not necessarily like behind it, but above it. But I'm like, there's no way that that light should be reflecting. There's no way that the moonlight should be reflecting, you know, hitting like a ceiling, you know, it should be that, that moon should be above those clouds, you know, that those clouds yeah. should be above the moon. So I was like, dude, he's right. <laughs> now, uh, did you say that you saw the cloud behind the
1: moon? Cause I saw those pictures I, there.
2: I, yeah. Yeah. I took them. I, you know, of course, when you're driving, you're taking <clears> pictures you know and, and and like you said there's nothing too, about our technology they're not going to give us you know they've got digital technology that would just we, we you know they have got holographic stuff that we don't even know about you know so our, our you know my limited technology taking it it it, it was clear to me I mean I seen it and I tried to take a picture have proof of it and um I yeah I sent, I put I posted them I, um like I know you're so busy so like there's stuff that I shot at you and, and Said stuff, but I know that you're you're very busy, so I just I just left it alone.
1: Oh, you can send me stuff.
2: Yeah, well, I sent it um, on on uh, Skype. I I posted the pictures on Skype that one night. But uh, but like I said, yeah, I, you know I, I just um I saw that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so so you know, it, but yeah, so that 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 um, light on those clouds shouldn't be there.
1: You know, I just want to right. say that, you know, um, we always want to, whenever some, somebody has seen The Cloud Behind the Moon, we always want to uh, have them come on the show and talk about it. And um, I think everybody has seen it except for Java Ring. For some reason, he just was never able to focus enough to get out there and look at it. And, uh, but it's, it, it, you, do, you do have to persist usually, but some people see it right away. We yeah, had, no, it took me a while. And yeah, we had Connie's sister on talk shoe and she saw it right away the first time she looked up. Yeah. And, and you know, I, a took, I, I took a housemate outside and uh I just popped my head out there to see if it was a good uh, situation and, and it wasn't. So I then I looked outside again and it was and I said, "Hey, come out here." And he and he saw it, you know, and then he's going, "What in the heck?" <laughs> he they can't. People can't comprehend it when they see it. They don't understand what it means. You know.
2: Yeah. No. And, and like you said, it's um. I I think that uh. We've been uh so socially engineered and 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 brainwashed. And just, I mean. I, I think that. It just doesn't register. You know, from from the eye to the mind, it just it it just it doesn't click. Yeah.
1: Well, just real quick, let me say something about that. You know, um, there's been. Uh, discussions and postings on fakeologist.com about the Clyde behind the moon and apparently these guys don't believe it. I, I think that the, the their perception is that and not have other people know about it, Dave. So therefore you're oh, wrong. Yeah. And um and then also I was on Hoaxbusters uh with Emily talking about the artificial night sky. I need to upload that. I was just gonna put the part when her and I were on there. Uh but they oh, weren't processed. they weren't processing it. They didn't they didn't buy it. And uh I mean this is where they're talking about, you know, fakery all the time. But uh I guess we just want to talk about media fakery and not fake uh you know fakery in the sky.
3: And, and uh, uh, it,
1: they didn't receive us too uh, favorably. Which I that kind of surprised me. So I, I told Emily, I said that's a big wake up call what you you know. Uh people are not believe this kind of stuff i mean it it only takes five seconds once you settle your feet to see one of these large fake stars moving around and that should motivate you to start looking around and see that all the stars are moving around can you do this no they can't do it they can't do it they they will not Here, here we're talking about people that are in the media bakery they will not go outside to see whether this is true or not these guys still don't know the stars are moving around they want to talk about thinkery all the time, but they can't go outside to, to prove me wrong. You can't do that because we're not going to make allowance that you could discover something at huge stage, so therefore you didn't. Apparently, that's that's their thinking. Well, they're going to be proven wrong because anybody can see this, and more and more people will be talking about it. And the longer you wait, uh, the bigger of a fool that you will be because, like, why didn't you do this two years ago? You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Like um, going back to um, when I was listening to uh, Johnny Cerucci break down, you know, some of the some of the um, history of the, the Jesuits. Like when when I realized that yeah, Alex Jones and you guys even talked about it. It taught you that he never mentions the Jesuits, and even you mentioned you're like, you know, that um, they should Alex should tell his handlers to let him, you know, debunk that by saying, hey, we going to talk about the Jesuits, so they'll start, stop saying that. I don't talk about the Jesuits, and, you know, so. <laughs> So you know, like that, that right there and uh that that blew me away too. Once once I realized that that really freaked me out too because I was like, Oh my God, if Alex Jones is faked. Oh no, what else is fake? I started freaking <laughs> out again. I'm like, oh God, you know what so you know, that that's another thing that you know woke me up. I just been God's just been waking me up just like just like bam, 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 like every couple of months, man, something. And I also I kinda like the um the uh, Enoch model of uh, Earth, the kind of, I think that's like the dome, isn't that like the dome, flat, yeah. kind of, like, like I, I like the, um, I think it's like you, like you said, it's kind of like, it's um, kind of domed in the middle, and then it goes down, and then it concaves back up, kind of like where you got the, that's where you have the, is that the Antarctic surrounds like an ice wall surrounding, but it goes down, yeah. and then you got the oceans.
1: Well, it's kind of hard to visualize because uh, yeah, that, that's it's kind that's of hard, hard what to describe
2: to... on a podcast.
1: That's what we call Middle Earth. Okay, so it, it is enclosed, but there's a there's a big stretch of water, and Middle Earth yeah. is just a smaller portion of land. That's what they that had. Is... Nobody's nobody's really uh, representing that, although they do have uh, some some pictures of um, uh, Hebrew cosmology on yeah, like, Google yeah, Images, that's... but. Yep. But the water is not big
2: enough. It has water around the earth,
1: but it needs to be way bigger, way broader.
4: Okay. According to the ancient model.
2: There's even models where someone just takes scriptures and just, you know, pretty much draws what it looks like just from the scripture. They got the scriptures, the little scriptures marked at each spot. I like that model too. Because it makes sense. Like you said, like, you know, Christians are so messed up, they don't know they're up and they're down. You know, Hades is actually below us. And it's that's right. the flow. there's not there's not Hades in Australia beyond that. You know, it's not. You know, it's not America, Hades, China. You know,
1: <laughs> no. Now Christians, so, they don't even think about where Hades is at. Um, they gave up no, trying you don't to figure even, out whether heaven, yeah, and, heaven and, you and even, hell, it's just kind of out there somewhere. You know.
2: Well, I also think that Hades is, goes along the lines of what you say—that um, guilt by association. Like the only time I hear the term Hades is with like Greek mythology. So if you, you, know, if you use a term that like, everybody associates with Greek mythology, and the Christian church is going to look at you like, why are you talking about Greek mythology? You know, I mean, Hades, what are you talking about? Right. That's not, there's no such thing as Hades. That's old Greek mythology. That's not real.
3: Yeah, but yeah, see,
0: just crazy.
1: real quick, see, that, that's not the biblical view. I mean, this sounds funny. It really does sound funny, but see, the Bible actually advocates Greek mythology. You can see that in Revelation 6, where it refers yeah. to Hades as a personal being, and that has to do with the old Persephone myth, because when Persephone went into the underworld, uh, she was abused by a, a being called Hades. And the yeah, Bible is referencing that. that being. Now, fortunately, there's, there's more than one example of this. I believe there's actually three, but you have uh, two different variations of the name of Apollo in Revelation 6. And that uh-huh. would have to do with Greek mythology, too. Now, it's interesting that Christians will acknowledge that that is a real being. You know what I mean? They might call it yeah. Satan or something like that. You know, but, well, okay, if that's a real being, what about Hades in Revelation 6, you see? Because that, that was a well-established name at that time. People knew who Hades was because the Persephone myth was the primary... Um, you know, rituals, the stuff they used to do in the, in the mystery schools in the first century, you know, with, with the, uh, you know, the, the non-Hebrews, you know, the Greeks and Romans, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm and so then you have stuff. you have a third entity called death. And I actually believe that that is Persephone because she, uh, she I mean, we, we've had a lot of discussion about this.
2: Yeah. See, I get that, like, right now you're starting to lose me because I'm still, I'm still trying to, like, I need to, like, literally, like, draw this stuff on a wall and, like, map it out, because I'm really learning about Lilith, and then I, I'm still getting, like, Persephone and Sophia and um, even um, stuff about Eve. I'm still getting that all jumbled up in my head.
1: <laughs> well, what's confusing, a lot of times they have, um, you know, the same names for a particular entity, so that, that's what okay. confuses. Yeah, yeah. And that's on so purpose, they're...
2: right? That's, and that's on purpose to confuse a delusional Christian like me. Well, not necessarily. I mean, the Bible
1: does that itself. So um, we have this entity we call the Grey Goddess, and uh, she, she's referred to uh, by a number of names in the Bible. I just refer to her as the Grey Goddess because she has a changeable nature. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's pristine, and then she's real dark, and then she's, she's in between. And, and, and she changes a lot like the moon, you know. Okay. There's a reason why the God put the moon up there like that. It actually communicates something. So uh, I don't think I want to go on
2: that right now. But uh. well, yeah, with um, you're gonna say I'm sorry. I'm all over the map. I even lost my you make, train of thought.
1: You're making some tea, aren't you?
2: Um, coffee. Actually, I I had to put more water on. I boiled all the water down to like <laughs> I can't, I got like. Half a cup. I had gotta, I to gotta put more water on because I've been talk, we've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes, and it feels like 20 minutes. I've been talking for over an hour, and it feels like 20 minutes. So,
1: Well, you can give us uh, your testimony if you want to when you get done there.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I just put more water on. I actually had to drink water. I drink a lot of water. That's all I drink now. Actually, that's another thing, too, that, you know, it's a victory for me because um, I used to drink soda like, like people drink beer. I used to drink soda like... Like crazy, so I, I stopped drinking soda. Um, this October it'll be two years. So like I said, I'm just I'm I'm like still a baby. Um, I'm still years behind you and um, most people you have on your podcast. But I'm I'm inspired. I finally like, that's how you know I want to learn. I want to learn from people that know more than me. Because uh, even like um you know um you had mentioned you had weights one time in your garage. I you got weights in my basement. That's the way I always got bigger. I worked out with big guys where I could barely even lift this stuff. And They'd be like, come on, you know, and you're like, uh.
3: Uh-huh. You know, so, so, um, but yeah, like
2: I said, for, um, for a lot of years, my Christianity, my first 10, 12 years of my Christianity was like, my first 10 years of Christianity was like, all right, I'm not on dope and I'm going to church. I'm doing good. That was my thing, you know, and I would go six months a year and I wouldn't mess up. And, um, back in 92, uh, um, and like I was telling you, being from Southern California, um, being, uh, being in, uh, San Diego, um. <laughs> I'm, like, hesitant to, like, say, you know, get, like, too much personal, personal information. But I'm, like, you know, we just said, you know, an hour ago that they already know everything anyway. So, you know. um, But, you know, being from San Diego, you know, for a lot of years, um, I used to do that crystal meth. And back, back in the late 80s, early 90s, when that stuff, I mean, I was, like, down to, like, um, 145 pounds. And I was out of my mind, man. I was staying for three or four days, and I was out of my mind.
4: So, even the way that
2: God saved me, I thank God that he that he
4: I think he spared
2: me. Cause like I said, I, I don't know. When I say I got – I can't – see, I hesitate to say I got saved in 92 because I backslid so many times after that. But um, he no, was, no, that's, was right that's, there. That's,
1: that's okay. You don't get saved more than once. That's a, that's an important yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why That's why I'm not, I'm not trying to say that either. So I'm trying to I'm trying to hey. find the middle position in here. <laughs> hey, Otto. Yeah.
1: Even Calvinists will admit that if you could lose your salvation, they deny that you can only get saved one time.
2: Well, I believe that um, that I believe, you know, kind of Calvinist, like once you get saved, that you can't, like, um, like literally, like, like I I can put it in the terms to where I've backed from so many times. I tried to lose it, I couldn't because God wouldn't let me. I could put it in those terms because there's plenty of times where like He should have just said, you know what, dude. I'm done with you, man. You're you know what I mean? and he should have just poured out his wrath upon me and and uh but he's he spared me so many times, man. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, well it's real simple. Um there's a third view that was around for a lot a lot longer and uh people have not even heard of it before, but um Jesus talked about um how he will lose none of his sheep. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can't lose them um, so, okay,
2: so i saw so I was a wandering sheep, and he had to snatch me up and like you know and break my leg and throw me over his shoulder and
1: yeah but here's here's what off. we're not hearing here's what we're not hearing uh Armenians believe that you know the reprobate and the uh, the elect they just kind of shift back and forth. you could be either either one they're not they're not two classes that are fixed, okay, and the Calvinist view is that all Christians are elect the The older view that we're not hearing, which Martin Luther taught, um, is that there's two different classes of Christians: there's the reprobate and the elect. And when Jesus was talking about his sheep, which he will lose, he will not lose any of them. I mean, he's talking about the elect. He's,
2: okay. He's,
1: thinking, he's looking at the big picture, the long term. Uh huh.
2: And that's why he okay.
1: doesn't lose any of those. Okay. So okay. I don't know if you've heard me. I haven't talked about it as much recently, but. Um, I'm saying that there's um, there's a large number of scriptures that teach that Christians can lose your salvation, and there's also a significant number of scriptures that teach that you can't. And so Armenians and Calvinists argue back and forth with these yeah. two groups of scriptures. Now, Martin Luther, he would have utilized both of those, and he would have said, well, these passages have to do with the reprobate falling away. See, these oh. people... in." you a state of regeneration, you see. And um, if you're elect, you, you cannot fall away. Because um, the reason that you persevere to the end is because God gives you that gift. He doesn't give it to everyone. They, it, Christians would assume that well, he's going to give that to everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't believe the Bible teaches that. And I'm, I'm just saying I hold to the position of Martin Luther. And that's the older view. And... Uh, conservative Lutherans still teach this, but you don't yeah. hear much about it. So, unfortunately, the term for that is Augustinianism. It's a big word. I think these words are made yeah. by Illuminati.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah. And
1: when people well, hear that word, they just kind of roll their eyes, you know? Yeah. Well, there's so much um, I never
2: like, even even when I was in churches that were predominantly Baptist, Calvinist, um, there's still stuff that you mentioned that I, that I never even heard them touch on. You know? It's like... Oh, I know. Well, the thing is, you know, um, you really cannot – I mean, you've got to give
1: pastors a break because they really cannot teach that much over a course of a year. I mean, obviously, if they're trying to, you know, do it in a 25-minute sermon, you're not going to learn that much over a course of a year. Yeah, that's true. And you'd have to have, you know, teaching classes. Let's say that you have one teaching class, in, you know, at midweek, like on Wednesday or something. Well, usually when they do have something like that, it's just another sermon, you know, it may be yeah. longer, you know, on Wednesday night. Well, you're still not going to learn very much over the course of a year. So it, yeah. it, this illustrates that you're, you virtually have to teach yourself. And, of course, that's, yeah. that's the biblical model, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you can be around a mentor where you just listen to the guy and he, he already has a lot of stuff figured out, then it could just kind of rub off on you. But other than that, you're going to have to teach yourself. That's, that's the way it yeah. always is, you know.
2: And most Christians well, don't have
1: that mentality. They think that they can learn sufficiently by just going to church and that's it's impossible. No.
2: no, you're right. It is um that's why I actually thank God because um how I actually um came came to the things of God, the knowledge of, of Christ and stuff was um like I said, you know, I got to a place in my life in ninety two where I was in some big trouble and um it was like you know, I was young, I was twenty one and I was like I was like barely hundred and forty five pounds and it was Either it was my first time getting in trouble, so it was either go to jail or go to rehab. And I actually I picked a Christian rehab because I was like, well, I can, you know, get off drugs and learn about God at the same time. And, and I thank God for that ministry. Um, I was in and out of that ministry for years. And I thank God for that ministry because they really did immerse you in the Word of God. Now, now like I said, their, their doctrine was um, four square. There was more you know they they, they a lot of the doctrine they got from the fourth square ministry but that, that was like a, a foundation and I think God for it because we were immersed in it. This is before before cell phones. So it was like ninety two, you know, through the early nineties I was in and out of this program where I would spend six months to a year, you know, in a house, just a bunch of guys and we'd get up in the morning and you know you gotta make your bed and brush your teeth and uh get down to the sanctuary, get you a little cup of coffee. Sometimes you had some places where you know, you wouldn't get coffee till after breakfast. So, you know, you you go in the sanctuary and you know, you, you you sing some songs and you, and then you uh, um, get down on your knees and you got to pray. You'd have to pray out loud so they could make sure you weren't falling asleep. But a real mi- military, um, real military militant, um, borderline occultic, you know, because you know, like you, like you said, you you really couldn't question the authority of the house or the you know the authority of what they're teaching you. But um, I I thank God for it. You know, looking back on it, I realized there's a lot of wrong stuff that I learned. But at the same time, um, at least I was learning, you know, like a a basic overview to where, like, you know, I learned how to, you know, get up, you know, um, get down on my knees. Um, You know, we have Bible studies, like, you know, three times a day, pray three times a day. And, you know, a lot of times at that point, you know, they would have little jobs that you would go and do to help, you know, um, bring money in. We lived off of donations. I mean, we're talking, I mean, it was hardcore, man. We were eating, like, beans and rice, and um, we're, you know, um, we'd eat old, you know, old bread, you know, donated bread. And, uh, I mean, you know, there was no shame our game, man. If you had a loaf of bread and it had some green stuff on, you picked pick the green stuff off, and you, you ate the bread because you were hungry, man. You're eating beans and rice every day. But uh, I thank God for that, man. It was a humbling, humbling experience. And uh, but I learned a lot about God because when you know you're just immersed in it, you know where you don't watch TV, you, you read your Bible, or you know you might have a little bit of free time where you can maybe work out or go you know shoot some hoops, or uh, or just relax on your bunk. But uh, it was just like boom, you know, like uh, pretty much the, the year that you would be there was a cl- equivalent to like three to five years of the average man just going to church on Sundays and going to like you said like a sub, disab- you know. Like on a, like uh going to like church on like a Tuesday night prayer, Wednesday night Bible study and a Sunday church day, you know? So uh So it's kinda that, like that boot actually, camp. Kind of like boot camp, huh? Yeah, it was. It really was. And they would call it that. They would call it this is Christian boot camp and uh you know, you had all these guys like, you know, ex ex gang members, drug addicts, dope fiends, guys straight out of prison and you know, and, and uh and it, so it was it and then so you also had um you know the leadership. You know all of them. You know they were X this and X that. So and because you had a house full of men that were from all these different backgrounds—blacks, whites, Mexicans—all thrown together—you had a. You know there was a lot of rules, and you had a. And you know you, it just it was it was good, man. I'm I, um, looking back at the time. You know I, I didn't always like it, of course, but um, I thank God for it because it really laid a, a, a foundation. And sometimes my wife has to remind, her, hey, you know I'll get all the kids about stuff. She's like, hey, 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 you know you're not running a you know you're not running a home because that is called the home you know just you, you know you live there for 9 months to a year and uh you know sometimes i <laughs> i got to back off my kids cuz i'm like you know i want to maybe it's that german in me too i want to be like you know this <laughs> is now you know
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh so that you know that was uh, a lot of you know but then but then um like i said even when i was in there and they would try to teach me like pre, you know, pre-trib stuff, and you're reading your Bible and like that. But wait a second, you know, I've been I'm I've been reading this thing for six months, and you're telling me this, and it's just I don't know. But you know, but like you said, it was a cult. You know, we're in a system of control. Even Christianity, you know, is um, how do you put it? Where it's um, you know, it's 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 a cultic because it's uh, it's derived from. I mean, first of all, you know, even our even our Calvinism and our Lutheranism is 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 uh. Is just a couple of changes on Catholicism, and um, that is evolved from uh, uh, what Second Temple Judaism and Babylonian mystery stuff. So I mean, it's like you know, even our Christian, if you, if you, I, I like the way you put it better. You know, I'm, I'm trying to try to piece it together from what I've learned over the last couple of months listening to your podcast. But um, but uh, uh am I making sense, Dave? <laughs> am I rambling? Yeah.
1: Yeah, all this stuff is complex to explain.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, Christians are absolutely adamant that Christianity has nothing to do with this, with the, anything that has to do with the word cultic.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: they would defend that to the teeth, uh, but that's but, not true. Yeah, but, uh, like I said, uh,
2: like like like, what I like about you and a couple other people that said that we you. You can only go back about 500 years, and after that, you're, you're shooting in the dark, man. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, we're just believing what we're, what we're told, you know, because I, I believe we can only go back about 500 years to, you know, maybe, maybe 800 years, you know, a, little, a couple of hundred years before the um, Protestant Reformation. And before that, I mean, you know, like I said, we're, we're going to believe what the, uh, what, the, what, the, what the Catholics are, uh, you know, the, the Catholic um, control system is, is telling us what happened thousand years before
1: that yeah that's funny and, the, the 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 protestants uh they want to say all these nasty things about uh, the catholic church but then they trust the catholic church to tell them about history
2: yeah exactly exactly that's and that, that's another thing that blew me away about listening to your podcast too was when um because i i never ever it, it's funny because i was probably like like tier three i was like okay you know the illuminati the jesuits you know i figured it all out you know and <laughs> I was like, thinking like, you know, I was thinking I was like tier three, tier four, you know, I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not tier two propaganda Alex Jones stuff. I'm like way beyond that, dude. But but, the other day, but then I heard you say it, you're like, but, um, I forgot how you put it, you're like, but, but the uh, Protestants are taking half of their doctrine, they're just changing um, Catholic doctrine and history anyway. So they're,
4: they're getting it wrong too.
1: Well, you're going to see this when we talk about Christology. Uh, I did talk about it in a podcast um, in, in Room 2 called Constantinian uh, Christology, but I have another one I need to upload called Christological Propaganda. But see, I, we had, I we, that we had, that's a sacred cow, you see. You go, oh, don't talk about that. You're not going to make any changes there, are you, Dave? But see, we didn't make any changes. We, we got our Christology from Roman Catholic uh, church councils, and we all believe that God infallibly inspired them because because we don't make any changes. So, therefore, the, we, that's what we believe by default, even if we don't actually profess that. Yeah. You know, just like the guess. canon. I mean, you don't see anybody discussing whether there should be uh, 67 or 65 books in the canon. I mean, nobody even thinks yeah. about that.
2: And I, and that's I, the, I was like that. I was a delusional Christian. I, I just took it like, okay, this is the canon. And I never thought beyond the fact that, wait a second, who said that it's 66 and not 65 or 67?
1: Well, I like know, I who said, said you, would, you, would, you would need somebody with the authority of an apostle, you see, uh, to determine that with any certainty. And we don't, who, who are these people? Now, I could yeah. come out as a deep de- conspiracist, and I, I could present the theory, which I cannot prove, that every single uh, person at these uh, church councils was a Satanist. You couldn't even get in the club, because they, they controlled everything, you see. And yeah. it, it, it's impossible for a Christian to prove that wrong. It's virtually impossible. How are you going to do that? You can't do that. Now, an easy way to illustrate that, let's say that, um, that there was one Satanist. In, in, in the uh, Council of Nicaea. How are you going to prove that wrong? Can you do that? No. You, are you going to be able to prove that there's not a Satanist on an NIV uh, Bible translation committee? How are you going to do that? Okay? Yeah. So how, how are you going to disprove that that, uh, you know, that uh, Constantine was not a Satanist? How are you going to do that? You can't do that either. You can't do any, you can't do any of these things, okay? But these people just believe things without any basis for believing them.
4: Yeah, it's they're like just said, com-
1: like they're, they're comfortable their comfortable beliefs. And things yeah, are more simple. Yeah. Yep. You know, if God inspired everything, took care of everything. Well, we don't have nothing to worry about, do we? It, that that's a, a false reality. Like this this is
2: something that really bothered me. I had to look it up on the internet. I never, ever, not in not in any um any church, Baptist, um Pentecostal um charismatic anything um anywhere in between I never even heard of Origin that bugged me out I was like wait a second I I never even heard the name Origin until I listened to your podcast so I looked him up on the internet and I'm like I mean I know he's a controversial guy from what you said and from what I've read but man it's like like you said it's not even debated there's a lot of stuff like yeah. I like the way you put it it's like there's stuff that's not even debated it's like oh no 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 and it's like you said, it's that cultic, that cultic mindset. Like, oh, don't, oh, oh, oh don't, don't, whoa, 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 oh, brother. Oh, brother, <laughs> don't, don't, don't talk about that. You know, and they, they'll, they'll like, they'll, they'll, they'll ostracize you, man. Like, oh, brother Otto, man, he's, uh, we need to pray for him because, uh, yeah, he's been reading, uh, he's been reading uh, works of origin, you know, it's like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it'd be, not,
1: it would, be nice if we could do a podcast someday called How to Go to Church. And if Emily <laughs> goes to church, I, I suspect that she's probably not going to. I I, I try to encourage her to do it, but I, I don't think she's going to. But um, but how to go to church? And and uh, the number one way you go to church is you keep you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you cannot. Wow. You cannot. Don't try to educate these people. They're on mind control.
2: And don't ask any questions.
1: Uh, you got to be careful with the questions you ask too, just like yeah. in a college classroom. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's that's, okay that's at enough. first. They'll they
1: they'll tolerate you a little bit, but if but if you keep doing it, then you they're going to get suspicious and they'll put a label on you. You know, he's the troublemaker. Yeah. Why aren't you going along with the program, Otto? Yeah,
3: no, you're right,
2: man.
1: Why aren't you led by the Holy Spirit? You're not being led by the Spirit. If you're led by the Spirit, you'll believe what you're told. Does that make sense oh, to you, yeah. Otto?
3: <laughs> that's, they actually believe
1: that. Yeah. You, know, you know why I, they believe that? Because they believe that God is guiding them, and this is what everybody believes. everybody believes that God is guiding them towards a good end, just like at a funeral, okay? Everybody believes that when they die, I mean it's a family member, well, of course he's going to heaven uh,
3: yeah. Well let's say
1: like a, let's say like you know you go to a church and uh, somebody dies and the people in the church, they believe that that, that church member is going to heaven. Yep. that's what they believe.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's um, a delusional. That,
1: that's a delusional belief.
2: That's um. You, you reminded me of a preacher that I that I like. He's um. Uh, he's a. Uh, I don't. I want to say. Uh, Baptist reformer. He doesn't even like that label because he'll go into Baptist reformer churches and he'll rebuke them. Uh, I know you've probably mm-hmm. heard of him. He's, I like watching his old stuff. My 2004. He's, um. I was watching him for a while. Like like I said um for a while there. I thought I was like I thought I was smarter than the average Christian because I was, you know, like learning, you know, like Calvin and, and, and Lutheran doctrine and, and, and Christian history in the last two hundred years and I thought, you know, and that was even that's kinda of like a um I don't know how to put it, but I mean that you know that I became prideful in that. It, you know, I thought I was better than the average Christian because, you know, I, I um believe the doctrines of Lutheran and and, and and Calvin and uh and uh but there's a there's a preacher. Sure, I'll throw a name out there. That's uh, another thing too. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna a list of names. And I'm gonna throw them at you, and I want to know their agent. Um, if they're you know, are they, are they a knowing agent? Are they illuminating agent? Are they unknown agent? Are they just um uh, um what's the uh, There's a term too I learned that a Jesuit um um uh, coadjutor. Co- yeah, it's a hard a big, word to pronounce. Yeah. Coadjutor, co- 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 co-ad or
4: is he, uh,
1: you know, the Illuminati agent? Is agent? or is he uh, a useful idiot? But remember, you just said that in the podcast. Just a, a, CIA, that's a CIA term, useful
2: idiot. You know, one uh-huh. toys, right? Hey, Otto, your your audio has uh, deteriorated a little bit. Are you on a speakerphone? Oh uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm uh, I'm, I got um, earplugs in. I got okay. one ear plug in. And I got the mic. I'm, I maybe I hold the mic up closer to my mouth. It's better. Well,
1: it actually I, oh, sounds a bit. You know it sounds better oh, now. Oh, you know
2: what? I I had my phone in my pocket, so maybe there we go. If I hold my phone up and then I got the mic, like, <laughs> I got it all Jimmy rigged over here the way I'm talking to you. But maybe if I put my phone in my pocket, maybe that had something to do with the reception. Uh, I think. It might have. Uh,
1: somebody was telling me when I used to use this earlier cell phone that I couldn't put it in my pocket. I can't remember much about this, though.
3: Anyway.
2: Okay. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, Um. yeah, so, like I said, 92, I was 21. I was all messed up. Um. All messed up on crystal meth. And uh, I thank God that he saved me because, I, you know, I... If 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 God didn't spare me back then, you know, I'd be one of these guys that I'd either be dead or I'd be all messed up on that that stuff, or I'd be on the streets talking to myself, or I'd be in prison for doing something stupid for that stuff, you know. So, but uh, like I said, for a long time, my Christianity was just based on the fact that hey, I'm not I'm not on dope and I'm going to church, I'm doing good. And then um, when I got and then um, you know it was pretty for a while there, I said, well, you know what? Um, after messing up you know so many times, I think I was. um I was 36 and I was just out of jail again and I was waking up on the beach because that's where I would always go you know um, I, was a, I was a San Diego beach bum you know that was like I could I could pretty much survive live off the people and the and the, the, live off the land there on the beach you know because you, you know and uh, everybody's cool on the beach you know everybody's drunk or high so you know you come up you're like hey man what's up man hey man I want to be your dude you know and, and I hang out and they give me some food and you know, I was clean. I keep myself clean, and before you know it, everybody would leave, and I would have uh, I'd have their, their, their beer cooler, you know, because they they are gonna it's Sunday night. They're gonna you know go to work tomorrow. I'm, i got their, their fire and their wood and their beer and their food, and you know, camp out for the night. Just, you know, the only thing is, you woke up about six thirty in the morning by the cops. So, so anyways, it was you know, I was I was thirty six, and I was like, man, what am I doing? I got you know, what I mean, I gotta man, I know the goodness of the Lord. I gotta, I gotta do something. I don't, I didn't want to be, I had older, older homeboys you know. I was like, I don't want to be 40 years old and just get out of prison with nothing to show for. I'm like, I'm 36. I want to have kids. I want to, I want to be that guy, you know, that I see in the grocery store that looks miserable shopping with his wife going, nan, 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 and the kids screaming. I want to be that guy. I want to be this guy. <laughs>
3: you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: And, uh, so I, I, um, I actually got it by the San Diego and that was probably one of the smartest moves I made, you know? Um, I don't know if that, you know, has anything to do with uh familiar spirits. I don't know, you know, if that's even a doctrine or even doctrinally biblical or whatever, but uh I think that was a big part of it, getting up out of San Diego and uh <clears throat> I, I I didn't go too far. I went up in, I went up to L A and uh actually ended up in uh the same ministry, different church. Um powerful pastor. He was he was good. He was uh he uh he was good he, uh, his testimony was he uh, he went from being um, like you know a Mexican that didn't speak English played soccer huffed paint and to uh, now he was working on his second um, doctrinal thesis or something how do you, when they go to uh, seminary uh, he was working on his like his second um, his second seminary um, pa- some paper he was doing he was working on his second one you know there was uh-huh. like you know all the all his colleagues were like blown away like, "Wow, where are you getting this stuff because this is like you know he was like coming up with uh some some really new stuff I, one of the things I always remember him saying was that um you know he was talking about his his level of faith he says because uh, you know he was he was powerful he was uh, he was like the leader of the international that church that particular ministry he was like the leader of the international prayer ministry where they would meet twice a year and have like a big meeting up up some mountain, and all the leaders would come there and they would pray and um uh, he had some good stuff. His thing was that uh, he he would um he would have the kind of faith. He said, "There's some people that have faith where they have faith that they can walk on water." He goes, "Well, I have the faith that um, when I walk, I walk out and I let Jesus put the water under my feet. Like, you know, he's already like walking into nothing and just trusting that Jesus can put water under his feet to walk on." I was like, "Wow, you know, you know, I don't know. That's probably you know, it's a little sensationalism, but be like, whoo, you know I, don't know. I still remember it, and you know." It, it, that was good stuff. I still it all these years later, but, uh, but then I actually, I, I had hooked up with a little boss of mine cause I'm originally from, you know, out here. Like I said, you know, I, I think I texted you one time. I'm like, you know, I need to do a whole podcast and how I ended up, you know, in Connecticut awake, you know, being from San Diego. So I, uh, my, my mom and my dad are originally all from Connecticut. We moved to California when I was 12. And, uh, so that's why I kind of grew up and I like, I took the, the chargers as my, my team and, uh, and, uh, and uh, that's another thing that kind of helped me get off of sports, too. I know I'm all over the place. I'm tying it all together. Um, I, I used to follow baseball a lot, too. You know, the Padres, that was my team. I used to go to the stadium. I used to go to the games. Like, that was, like, a big thing for me to do. Um, two things I used to always try to do when I was in San Diego when I was doing good was, was to, uh, even if I had to take two buses and a trolley, was to go to the ocean and watch the sun go down. I would go to the ocean. And I'll uh, watch the sun go down into the ocean, and I'll take my hat, you know, my baseball hat, usually San Diego Padre hat, and I'll dip it in the salt water, and i would put it on my head, and I, I would lick my hands. I would, you know, I would, like, drink some of the salt water, and, like, you know, like, I liked it. I liked the salt water. And, um, and I was like, okay, cool. I made it, you know, and I could, I could go another week, you know, or two weeks of, you know, Going to church and staying on drugs, and that was kind of like a little ritual I did. And another thing I did was um, I would go to the Padre games. It was real easy because you could you could buy a round trip ticket on the trolley for five bucks, get you there and back. And I would buy the nosebleeder seats for I think I was buying it for like four dollars, and then it went up to like I think like eight dollars for all that. I mean, but I was like I was like man, for under for under twenty dollars, I could get a ride to you know a San Diego. Padre game and watch these guys actually play, you know, and so that was kind of like a thing I would do too. But when I, this is what I'm saying is when I came out to the East Coast, it was hard to follow the West Coast games because when it would take me two or three days to find out a score in a baseball game, because if the Padres played at seven o'clock at night on the West Coast, I wouldn't find out the score until two days later because the morning paper they wouldn't have the score because when they're printing up the paper they're still playing the game in San Diego. So I I lost track of the Padres and then, um, you know, so that, that kind of, that kind of sucked, but then they were doing really, they were doing sucky anyways for a long time. So I just, I, I, I didn't even know. Yeah. I was just going to ask you if
1: they were any good.
2: (laughs) No, no, they, they haven't been good for years. That, that kind of helped me, you know, too. So, so maybe, maybe God cursed them or I don't know. I'm just messing up. Um, um, but yeah, so, so, um, and then, like I said, then I uh, oh, so I was in L.A.
3: and
2: um, I was, you know, that's another story too. I just realized I was involved in a lot of church politics because um, I was like under, you know, like in the church I was in. Like when you're under a pastor, you're like you're under them. And if you're a if you're a single guy and you know how to pray, you could quote a couple of scriptures. Oh man, look, they they snatch you up quick. But you know, sometimes you'll you'll mess up and they'll send you to another church. I'm like, okay, brother. You're gonna to go to this church for three months, and you're gonna come back. You, you know, they, they want to disciple you again because you know you're you're a single guy, with no kids, you're not married, and uh, you know you know a couple of scriptures, and you can pray out loud, you know. And so they want to snatch you up and use you, you know, maybe start a church or or do something in the church. And uh, so I went to this other church, but I started liking it. And he's like, "Oh no, 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 you're still mine." So I, it was, I was talking about a cultic um, system, you know. I was like, uh, you know, I was here at this other church. Same ministry, um, but I was still under the authority of another pastor in another church. So I kind of struggled with that. And then I, I ended up talking to an old boss, and um, he said, Hey, I got some work in Connecticut. You want to go? And I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, Wait a second. Sleep on it and let me know in the morning. I'm like, No, I want to go. I've been praying about this. I want to I go. I, you know, because I had been out of contact with my family for like five years. You know, they're like, They're like with you. They're like, Oh, God, this guy, he's in his 30s. And he's a dolphin, and he's you know up and down and in and out, and you know we, we can't handle it anymore. We you know we don't. We're we gonna get that phone call where he's gonna be a prisoner. He's gonna be dead. So they just they just totally just you know cut all communication. And I don't blame them because you know I I it was I can't even imagine the the roller coaster ride and the heartache I caused my mom. So uh, you know God's healed all that now, but um but uh. uh I remember I was like, you know what, I'm I'm ready to go, man. I I got family in Connecticut. If I can find my aunt Linda, my dad's sister, who we used to always go and visit, we would actually fly from California every every well, it was every year, every two three years. Growing up, we'd fly back to Connecticut. We would go to my aunt Linda's, and I would see all my cousins and all my um, all my family. And uh, so I said, I know if I find my aunt Linda, I can find all my all my family, so he's like, all right, and we drove, that was another thing, too, that was awesome, I got to do, was drive from California to Connecticut, you know, wow. that's the, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a trip, when you go from, like, when you go from Denver to Utah, it's like two different planets, or no, no, Utah to Denver, like, Utah is like Mars, and then Denver would be like, I don't know, Venus is, Utah is like all red and orange rock, and you're driving in between those rocks and those freeways, and then you hit Denver, and it's nothing but, it was nothing but pine trees and snow, and yeah. You know, it was just like, whoa, like two different worlds like right next to each other. So, you know, that that was but then but then once you get through Colorado it's flat all the way to hit Pennsylvania. You don't see a, a tree until you hit Pennsylvania. The, the way we went, we took like the forty. We went right below uh, Lake Erie. So uh so that was awesome. That was a blessing to be able to do that. So we drove out here and we did a job. Um I actually came out um of a hangar, It what's called a hangar. Um where we would uh this guy would do uh um installation. We would uh his brother would do uh um they would do uh um liquidation and installation hotels. Like um big hotels. But they you know, these big hotels they, they it, the economy bombed out, so that, that line of work's like dead. But when the economy was still okay, like you know, before two thousand eight or two thousand eight, um they would you would go through and like they would gut a whole hallway. Just I mean gut it, everything, bathrooms, wallpaper, everything. And you would it'd be time to where like you'd be right behind the next guy. Like, I'd have to wait for the plumbers to get out of the bathroom so I could hang the mirror and the pictures on the walls. That was my job. You know those pictures that you can't pull off the wall? I was that guy. I know how to do that. I know how to hang those up on the wall and lock them. There's a special tool where you can lock those things on the wall so people don't steal them. In California, they say, oh, "Oh, it's so that, you know, because of earthquakes, so they don't fall off the wall. No, so people don't steal them. (laughs) Huh, yeah, yeah. So I came out here doing that line of work, but um you know, uh I, I tripped up a little bit out here and, and then um I ended up staying out here and uh, went to the same ministry,
3: spent a year there
2: and um um I don't know if I'm rambling too long, Dave, but uh,
5: uh No, that's fine.
2: I um I uh, actually uh stayed out here. My boss went back to California. And I stayed out here. I told I wanted to stay here. That family out here, I wanted to find. And um, and that's actually how I met my wife. Um, I was uh, we were fixing up a house. We were fixing up a house across the street from her her mom. So her mom every morning I would see this lady drop off her kids, and uh, you know so they could go to school and she could go to work and we'd be fixing the house. So you know after you know after a couple months of fixing up the house, you know you start seeing each other, saying hi, hi, hey neighbor, hey neighbor, hi, hi. 'Cause you know, she, she's like, Who are these guys fixing up this old crummy house in my mom's neighborhood? you know, so so then um uh, one day I had a we had uh the church I was going to, they're doing like a tent revival. It's kinda cool. It was uh the church I was going to was uh partnering with a, a Spanish ministry and there was actually uh two Spanish ministries and our English ministry and we we're gonna throw a tent revival at the end of summer because that's uh the last time before they take this tent down for the winter. So uh so then you know, it was like you know, um, there was like a real charismatic um, Pentecostal uh, uh, Spanish ministry, you know, where they got the, they used the, um, uh, one of those things, they clang those things in church, I can't think of the name, symbols, they got the symbols, and they're singing in Spanish, and it was pretty cool, you know, it was cool, and uh, so I invited her to that, you know, I said, this is my chance to talk to this lady, because I didn't want to, you know, you know, I had no business, you know, talking to this woman, like, hey, how you doing, I, you know, I want to, now, I'm a Christian man. I'm not, you know, I don't want to sound like a worldly guy or, or sound corny. So I had this invitation. I gave her this little, you know, paper invitation and she said, Oh yeah, maybe I'll come check it out. And she showed up and then she started coming around the church and, uh, for about a year, you know, she started coming to church and we started writing letters and, uh, you know, and it's uh-huh. uh history, but, you know, that's, uh, that was eight years ago and we've been married. It'll be six years this month. And, uh, she had two kids, and uh, and we've had two together, and uh, God just blended us all together, and uh, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been awesome, and it's been tough, and it's been crazy because we're so opposite, and that's where I also think that uh, God's got a sense of humor, where, you know, he likes you like drama. That's the way you put it. I just realized, I remembered that you always say that God <laughs> likes drama, and He likes drama, brother, because when He put us together, we are like from two different worlds, but um. But uh, you know, we both loved God, and we were older, and we were both praying for a mate, and we just you know, and and like you said, it's like, even even you said it, you know what, you know there really is no guidelines like, like you know guidelines in the Bible or Christianity on how to get married. I mean, you know everybody's got their idea of it, but there's really like like you said, that's all lost knowledge. That's another thing that you said that I love that I want to start using in my own terminology is lost knowledge. Like a lot of stuff was unwritten, just uh, the apostles. It was. Uh, how do you, you say it was apostles, It was spoken. It was uh, it was um. What's the terminology Would you use it? That it was um, like even even way back in the Old Testament, you know, they just handed stuff down to stories. You know, they didn't. You know, even like the the you said the apostles, they had stuff that they would just um, they would talk about that was you talking known. about oral They'd, oral tradition? Oral, oral tradition. There you go. I, I couldn't I couldn't give yeah. the term. Yeah. So a lot of oral tradition, you know, has been lost. And that just makes so much sense on the way that the church is now and the things that we don't know and that we pretend like we know or we think we know, or, or if we don't know, we don't talk about it. Or so, um, so it, this is what I, this is how we ended up married. She said that, um, God told her that I was the, I was the guy. So I took that uh-huh. and ran with it. You know, I took that and ran with it and it was tough. The first two years were tough, man. Cause we were both like from two different backgrounds, two different worlds. You know, she was, she was, you know, the woman of the house, and she had her two daughters from previous relationships. And here I come, man coming into the house trying to lay down the law. And, yeah, he butted heads a lot. And, uh, you know, but I always held on to that. I used to throw it in her face. I'm like, no, 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 no. You told me that God told you that I was your man of God. That, you know, I was your husband. So, no, 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 no. You're not getting rid of me like that. No, I'm not, you know. She would be like, no, well, hey, you don't, you know. Hey buddy, if you don't like it, you know where the door is. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh uh you're not getting off that easy. No way. No, 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 <laughs> no. No. You you said that God told you and I took that and ran with it. So Yeah, so uh But uh, like I said, then I was just uh going to church and uh working and um I mean, you know, we got married and we actually got to the point where we were trying to court for, like, a, you know, we were trying to court for a certain amount of time, but, you know, things got hot and heavy, and we're like, look, we want this to be blessed. We don't want to, you know, mess this up. We didn't want to have premarital sex. Oh, I said sex on your podcast, Dave. Sorry. Did I, <laughs> did I, just, did I just freak out all the Christians? No, just, uh, you know what I I, said, uh, the other... I know. I know. On, I, I'm just kidding.
1: On the last podcast what I did with Emily, this is in room too. I said, uh, I said flaccid penis, flaccid penis. A flaccid oh, penis is a, is a non-erect penis.
2: Yeah, I remember. You said, and then you when I like, was oh, talking to Frank,
1: then when I was talking to Frank, I said the word penis deliberately. Yeah, I
2: remember right that that's the one I remember.
1: And I said I, we're all programmed to laugh at the word penis, but but the word vagina is not quite as funny but
2: we're all programmed to laugh at the word <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny so so yeah so we were like we we actually like um we were gonna wait another six months to get married but we're like look it you know before we mess up we don't you know let's just get married let's just go ahead and get married so we went ahead and got married actually we had we got married twice dave so i, I always told her you know what, if we got married twice that means you gotta divorce me twice well, some people get baptized do- twice you know, so I well, I told her, yeah, that's true. I've probably been baptized about four times because I, you know, no, because I, every ministry I go to, I'm like, I go to a ministry for about a year. And I'm like, well, let me get baptized under this, you know, I want to get baptized under this ministry, under this anointing. That's the way I always justify it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Mean that, I mean, does that make sense? I mean, that's that's the way I would, I would, um, um, spiritualize it or, or justify it. But, um, but yeah, so we, we got married, um, six months early, so it was just her family because we're in Connecticut. And we had to plan another one six months later. When we, the original date—that's when my family was going to come out from, like my my folks in Arizona, my sisters in California, and then all my side of the family that's uh, up in uh, northern Connecticut. So, so we got married twice. And I said, my wife is so nice. I married her twice. Well, I think
1: I think it's proper what? to get baptized a single time, but um, we're not. Everything is different now. Um, people don't realize this. We're not under an apostolic religion we're, c- because we're not guided by the apostles. So
3: yeah. God allows
1: yeah, like a you... lot of things. Uh, he has to allow yeah. us because we don't have the knowledge to do what they did back then. So we just... Exactly. Um, it's kind of, you know, free will it. We don't even know what the heck we're supposed to do sometimes, you know. So a lot of it has to do with intent. So you can do yeah. things the wrong way, but if your intent is good, you know, you can surmise that God's probably going to reward that, you know. Yeah. yeah. You were lacking lacking in knowledge, you know. He understands that.
4: See, if if the the,
1: apostles, just just a second, if the apostles are here and you're in in contact with the apostolic community, you're not lacking in knowledge. At least you could ask them a question. We we are lacking in knowledge, and people, people don't want to admit that.
2: No, we are, and, and like you said, um, like like even like you were just talking about it recently. I say recently because I'm listening. I, I forget that I'm listening to podcasts in 2012, and the next night I listen to podcasts in 2014. And the yeah, next it's night good I to do to that. One, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 you know, so a lot of my stuff that I'm talking about, I'm thinking like, oh, I just listened to this podcast. You said uh-huh. this. You're like, well, wait a second, I, I said that you know three years
0: ago, but to me it was like
2: you know last week because I was listening to that podcast in 2012, but. Um, yeah just like you know we don't we don't have an apostle you know apostle um authority and that's another thing too It always bug me out about these guys that will call themselves apostle you know so and so and i'm like i'm thinking like well i thought if you were apostle, you had to be i thought you know the apostle paul was the last official apostle that seen jesus so that always that didn't that that didn't line up with me either but but like you said like i there's even controversy i've been in churches where it's like they argue about the fact of whether he, you know you baptize in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Holy Ghost. So, you know. I okay, mean, if Now you're talking them,
1: to. Let me say something about now. Now you're not. You're talking about the one that's Pentecostals. The, the one. Okay, real quick about the word apostle. I mean, yeah. the word apostle means one who is sent. Okay. 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 So I okay. mean, so, theoretically, so, okay. you could have two different types of apostles. You know, the, okay. you, you don't have the apostles for, that were sat at the feet of Jesus, uh, but you have a, a lesser apostles. But the problem is, is, if that's what it means, why don't you just call yourself a missionary or something like that?
3: Okay.
1: I mean, these, these guys have manufactured a, a biblical op- office that doesn't exist. And uh, so I, I don't agree with that, but it's not something I'm going to live or die over. But as a general yeah. rule, I mean, these guys that call themselves apostles, they really do believe that they're superior
2: oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah because i just in their style of preaching and just the way they carry themselves oh yeah yeah that's why i don't i don't i don't like it but um but yeah well they like don't that. they don't
1: have they do they absolutely do not have uh superior knowledge they're not very well lettered. they're not very well read and so what do you have left well what you have left is well i have an anointing they, they claim oh, to have an, no. an anointing well anybody can do that
3: yeah
2: that that's you know why I mean? you bring up that term because when, you know that, that's another term too in the church where that pretty much just um, that uh, as you say well you know that's my anointing brother that pretty much just greenlights everything that they say you know, that's absolutely. It, you know that absolutely yeah but guess yeah. what
1: guess what you know what that is that's a, that's a, that's cultic thinking
2: yeah yeah because you can't establish
1: yeah they're establishing their authority
2: yeah wow.
1: Jim Jones used to do that. Yeah, man. Um,
2: I mean, yeah, I like in, in some, res- some respects,
1: his ch- his church, if that's what you want to call it, it looks, you know, biblical
2: in some respects.
1: You know what I mean? I, I don't want to take that too far. But
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, no, it's like you said about, um, like, uh, David Koresh, you know, guilt by association. Like, I never, you know, I never hear anybody talk about that kind of thing, too. Like, I'm, I'm still, I'm just learning about, like, David King and, um, um, Elijah coming back, and, I mean, I, I'm still trying to, like, um, map all that stuff out in my head on, on the time, you know, basic timeline, you know, of, of all that stuff. And like you said, um, you know, there's stuff that they um, they roll out there. Like you said, they roll out stuff, uh, you know, either through the Jehovah Witnesses or through the Mormons or through uh, David Koresh that, you know, they roll it out there, and it's like they, they want to put it out there, but like you said, they put it out there to where um, – they pretty much um, negate it, or, or they, they, they take it over. They, you know, a lot of stuff said has been stolen from us, stolen from the Christian church. They're stolen from, um, from uh, uh, Christianity because they, they um, also the, the way that, you know, certain terms have been weaponized, you know, guilt by association. I like that term that you used, too. But, um.
1: Yeah, they did that. They actually did that with Gnosticism, and then they declared the Gnostics to be heretics, That's what they were, and that's a brilliant plan.
2: Yeah. But
1: there's I mean there's things, in but
2: there's,
1: yeah. there's things in gnosticism that are absolutely horrible, but they're mixed in with truth, I believe, from the first century apostolic religion that they they extracted. It didn't happen overnight. I believe it happened over hundreds of years, you know, but they condemned them as heretics, and that's that's there is no better plan. I can't think of one myself. To keep to keep if you know, if this if this premise is true to keep these things away from God's people. That that's an old ploy, by the way, is to condemn it as a heresy. See, that's what they were doing with Origin, with these anathematas, uh, anathemas, like in the uh, sixth century. And after they did that, his teachings just dropped off the map. But before that, they were highly influential, so it worked. You know? Yeah, it did. I never heard of him. Well, well, real quick, Paco, you could see—he goes by the <laughs> name Paco too. You can see that it worked because people today they're not discussing whether these things are true or not. They don't talk about them at all. Let's take an example. You never hear Christians talk about the existence of the soul. Is it true or is it not true? They just don't talk about it, period.
2: Yeah, no. But so
1: it's not a theory. Oh, no. It's not a theory. I mean, it, it, it doesn't, we don't talk about it. A lot of stuff that, that's now, never if, been discussed. Now, guess what? Guess what? If you did talk about it, is this is where guilt, my association comes in. Yeah. Nobody would say anything about origin, but they'd say, oh, that's what the
3: Mormons
1: teach. They don't have nothing to say. That's all they say. They don't have any education. So therefore, it's false because that's what the Mormons teach. Okay. But it's, it's, I actually say that's the most powerful method uh, to keep the truth locked up because it's, I've seen it work on me over and over again. Well, yeah, you you will still find, you, you just like, you know, the either or mentality. Yeah. Um, the dialectic, you will find that your own mind will, will will start doing that. It's just a natural thing. You know, yep. you got to run a check. You go, oh, there I go again.
3: <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, I totally they got us
1: figured out. They know how we work, you know. They know how to push our buttons, so. Oh, yeah. It's
2: like you said, these are, uh... These black magicians, man, uh, there's just so much stuff that you said that it's really, uh, like I said, I I was just like, whoa, yeah, it just, it made sense, but I believe also that God has been preparing for the last, you know, four years ahead of time so that I could, you know, digest it, because otherwise, if I had heard you, (laughs) if I had probably heard your podcast in 2011, I would just be like, what the heck, this guy's, um, uh, heretic. You know, he's a heretic. Uh, know, well, see, I know. talk about the the show because I
1: know, I know, I know what fundamentalists are going to. Yeah, so
3: make you make it warn some
1: background. Right.
2: You you warn yeah, people Yeah, I know what fundamentalists. I know what I.
1: I know what they're going to think of me. They're not going to be able to yeah.
2: process me. Yeah, you you warn people in your podcast in 2014. You're like, hey, don't you know? I, I advise people not to listen to this podcast because it's gonna it's going to something what do you say something's going to um it's going to melt christian brains and it's going to mess up your reality mhm
1: reality your reality will start to crash that's what we call it there we go your that's right. that's reality
2: a term. That's a term. yeah i i do i i uh i know you haven't written a book and all your, your 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 theological uh terms but i'm i'm picking them up man i'm digging them liking them cuz they do they they um it, it explains it but, um, we can keep on talking. It's, um, it's, uh, 310 over here at 320. I've got to go meet my daughter at the bus stop. Meet her at the bus stop. Okay, I'm whatever you want to do. Pick up my son. So I don't know if you, yeah, I know you don't mind a little bit of background noise. It makes the, the podcast more interesting. You know,
3: yeah, want to hear know.
2: Some car noises and maybe a kid or two in the background. So.
1: Well, I was going to head out the door there and, uh. But it's, it's raining here, so I'm not going to be doing that. <clears throat> but the sound oh, quality that, will deteriorate when you do that. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. No, another thing, too. Um. Man, this weekend, I've been I've been doing a little bit of sun gazing. Um. Well, really? Yeah, because I was always taught not to look. I was always taught as a kid, look, you don't stare at the sun. You oh, yeah. I was, I was bit, yeah, I was taught that all these years as a kid. So I never would stare at the sun for very long. I would never look directly at the sun, bro you know, I'm 45. I would be also 40, 40 years. You know, I was probably told my first 10 years not to do it. And I never did it, you know? And, um, yeah. I started doing it and, uh, <laughs> I, I like it. Now I can't see it for a while, but I, you know, I'm like, I'm absorbing this energy that Dave's talking about. I need this energy, you know, to, to, um, for, for my mind and for my body. But I was doing it with my glasses. I wear glasses and my glasses are actually the kind that, that they, uh, change in the sunlight. So they get darker in the sunlight. And, uh, even when it's kind of hazy out, there, they they darken. So I was doing it with my darkest sunglasses this weekend. This um this Sunday, I was on the back. Um, I, I try to take my kids outside as much as I can. Where we live at, is kind of I got to be outside with them because it's like a big open area where there, it's like the back end of like one let's see one two three four five six buildings with like six six condos on them because like the building I'm in is you know it's three stories high with a basement, but there's six Six of those connected, and then you've got, you know, a couple hundred feet, and then you've got another one of those. So there's six of them. And in the middle, we've got, like, a, some grass, a tree, and a little um, cement flat area where there probably used to be basketball hoops. But, you know, the, the teenage kids back there messed it up, so they took those down. But um, so I, I, I stay outside with my kids. Plus, I'm, just, I'm, I'm paranoid at two levels. I'm paranoid at the first level that I, I, I do watch a lot of news, and every other day you hear some crazy story and, and I also believe that, the, the, you know, the satanic cults are stepping it up with their sacrifices. And on top of that, um, I'm just paranoid that, you know, the Illuminati's been monitoring me, and they're just going to, you know, one of the things that they want to do to really mess me up is snatch one of my kids. So I'm out there. I don't let them out of my sight. So anyways, I was out there, and there's this one rock you could sit on. It's funny. I describe it. It sounds so desperate. We got, like, one rock. <laughs> We got our we got our, our one rock, we got our one tree, and we got our little flat, um, you know, um, piece of uh, tarp. You know, they could ride their bicycles around in circles. And
4: uh, <laughs> I told him, so. Oh,
2: so uh, I was staring at the sun. But I took my glasses off to stare at it. Oh my gosh, bro! I'm so toxic. do I? I know it's from working third shifts? I don't get enough sunlight, so I could barely look at it. I had to close one eye, Dave. And, like, my other eye would, like, shake. I would, like, I would have to – I would stare with one eyeball, and I had to close my other eye, and I could barely handle it because I'm so toxic, bro. It's crazy. What do you think about that?
1: What, what time of the day were you doing that? Because you're only supposed to do it in the first and last hour.
2: Oh, <laughs> Uh, like two in the afternoon, midday. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, I, I talk about something that I don't
1: hear other people talk about, but you can sun gaze at any time of the day, but you can only look towards the sun. And what you do is you just allow your eyes to tell you how close you can look to the sun. You're, you're, you're not really looking that close to it. You're just looking towards it. Okay. And, uh, you know, your eyes will say, "Ah, ah, uh-uh, that's enough. You don't want to force anything. But you, oh. you don't have to wait to the first and last hour. But you, you absolutely cannot look directly at the sun. Oh boy! Uh, okay. You know, in in the first, any other time but the first
2: and the last hour. Okay. No wonder <laughs> I was probably burning up rain cells, man. Okay. So it wasn't. But I. But I. I, I am. I know I'm toxic because, it, like I said, I've been working third shift for over two years now, and I worked second shift for almost three years. But I, I, I did that on purpose because I wanted to be able to juggle our kids. You know, we got two little ones, and I want to be able to like, you know, we, we juggle them. Like when I when I uh, when my wife comes home, I go upstairs and I lay down and get some rest, and I go to work, and then I come home. And she goes to work, and I got the kids. You know, so we juggle them like that on purpose. You know, I did that uh-huh. for a couple reasons. You know, one one um, daycare is ridiculous. Like I'm not paying two hundred dollars a week for someone to, you know, take care of my kid, and uh, I don't know what they're gonna them there so and then on top of that you always hear these crazy stories so I don't want nobody touching my kids and I don't want nobody you know indoctrinating them with you know who knows God only knows what you know nowadays and uh, and then also on top of that, I want to have like a, I want to have a close a, a really strong you know relationship with a male figure being me so I, you know I did a couple uh-huh. of things on purpose I did a couple things on purpose and I, I noticed it's paying off because you know, they follow me all over the house. Like I could I could put them downstairs. Like I'll try to ditch them. You know, I go. Okay. I'll, put, I'll put the cartoons on, and then um, I'll give them some juice and some snacks, and I'll even give them, you know, like toys, and I'll even give them a tablet to play with, and and I'll try to go upstairs so I can watch something on YouTube, and you know, never fails. About like 20 minutes later, one of them comes upstairs and wants to jump up and down on Daddy, but I love it so. It's you know I mean, they, they 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 follow me around the house, which means that you know they yeah. that's a good attachment that's a good attachment that uh yeah uh, I've all that sounds just so. like uh
1: you know Teflon has a couple girls. It sounds just like that. They want to be around daddy. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So. so I'll be sitting there trying to do something. They'll both crawl up on my lap. They both want to be in my lap at the same time. So. And Did you cool know today, that you're? So your...
1: Did you know that you're you're their hero?
2: Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't, well, I haven't thought about that term in a while, you
4: know. Well, maybe it's a little
1: bit too strong, but um, that's the kind yeah. of way, I actually believe that God's designed them to be that way. And society is always trying to give them other heroes. You know, you got to live yeah. up to it, though. It's kind of hard to do it. But. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. No I I, no, I I do believe that because um, also, um, like, I, I, I know that it's even, like, scientifically, supposedly scientifically uh, proven that, even like when a father hugs his daughter, there's like certain endorphins, there's certain chemicals like released that 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 a, that, a, that a young you know a girl needs to be released. But with her father, and she doesn't get it at a young age, then that's what leads her astray, you know, when she's older. I, I kind of believe that, you know. Yeah, so I'm, I'm that, familiar
1: that, with that. I believe that. Yeah, it's, that's supposed yeah, to so, be something that's you know what we call scientific.
2: Yeah. But it's um, but I, I totally believe that. So I make sure that you know, what I mean, you know, give my daughter big hugs, and so she's doing good. And that's that's another thing too. I, like I said, I like about um, my five year old. She blows me away because me and my wife, we don't really like cram. We don't really like cramming anything down their throats, but we try to live by example. Like you know. You know, just um, you know, I love you, and you know, and we go to church, and like my my five year old, she's she's sharp, man. She's really picking up on stuff. She blows me away with with some of the the stuff that she comes up with. Like, um, just recently, she goes, um, she said that uh, she said that there's good people and there's bad people. She said that the bad people are the people that don't they don't um like God and they don't they don't. They um they don't care about God. And those are the bad people. I'm like, yeah, you got it right. Like I never told mm-hmm. you that. That's awesome, you
3: know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's hot out here, man. It's crazy. It's like it is really hot outside.
1: But it's uh, pretty amazing. It it's 75 degrees there.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's that's like um really unheard of. But like I said, I, I think that's from all the geoengineering they're doing. It's backfiring on them. And, uh,
4: you know, uh, global warming is just a, one big old uh psy-op. Well, now, now they, cover their, they cover
2: their bases. They call it climate change. which Yeah, the climate does change. It gets cold. It gets hot. It gets cold. It gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get all these but, uh, buzzwords
1: they throw at you to program oh, yeah. you, influence you. Oh, yeah. People just gobble them right up. That's all they have is buzzwords. That's all they know. They don't try to critically think or anything.
2: Yeah. that's another thing. I'm and they go around
1: and, and they basically indoctrinate other people and reinforce the, the cultic system with these buzzwords. Yeah, that's what I'm right. trying to get my global 13-year-old warming.
3: to do. Yeah.
1: Global warming. You don't believe in global warming? You're strange. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, like, that's what I'm trying to get yeah. my 13-year-old to do is... Um, Trying to get her to critically think. All right, here we go. We're uh, we're gonna drive to the uh, corner where the bus dropped the kids off. Got a good bus driver too. There's, you know, and that's another thing too. I I, I kind of tell my wife my kids that, you know, because I I still I still listen to Alex Jones probably like once or twice a week just so I can get like the the basic stories of you know, you know like the like the sixty percent but probably like sixty percent um, better. I don't know, better propaganda than the the propaganda on uh you know Fox or CNN. So yeah. uh um, what was what is saying that um but I uh I try to get my uh, my teenager to critically think and um uh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Cause I'm I'm driving now.
4: That's okay. This is Room but, uh, 2 uh,
1: audio. You can lose your train of thought in room 2 audio.
2: This is actually isn't this like um isn't this like your third room
3: because you've
2: got out of the light into the darkness one and then you've got um out of the light into the darkness two and then you've got um this is a uh, madcap laughing so this is like a third room
1: yeah it, I, we've got other private rooms and uh, but th-
4: I'll I'll
1: upload the audio in room two
4: okay
1: that's that's where all the audio goes room one or room room two but I have other private rooms.
4: But, uh,
2: oh this is what was this is what I was saying. I like the fact that you know I, I watch a lot of news so I do you know I get freaked out about stuff like you know you hear about the stuff that they're implementing, especially with kids um in um and either uh I've actually got to turn the air conditioning on this is crazy so i don't I don't want the window down um, you know I, I monitor the news and you know you hear all this stuff that they're they're implementing in California it seems like California, Texas, and New York is where they try to roll out stuff first, you know, and to see how the, you know, the dumbed-down dumbed down America accepts it, you know. And they've been accepting it in California, you know, time and time again. And, and uh, they're really – they fight against it in Texas, and uh, they just – they love it in New York, so all the propaganda. But um, I, I – I, it's weird because I, I think that, like, God's got us in a little bubble because, you know, I'm always asking my – you know, I, I, I try to ask my coach, you know, like, what are they teaching you? You know, I look at her, I've even, like, looked at their history books to see, like, like, you know, what level of propaganda they're, uh, they're trying to uh, institutionalize her with. And um, and then I hear all the crazy stories about, you know, like, um, you know, just stuff that they, you know, the weird stuff they do to kids, you know, and uh, I, I always, I don't know, it seems like God's got us in a little uh, a little protective bubble, you know, me and my family, I do thank God for that. I think that's a form of protection. I think uh, you talked about that too, you know, that like how God protects you. You know, I think that he, he spared me and my family a lot of stuff that, I, I think also that we're really not ready to uh, take head on, you know, you know, like um, some
4: stories that you hear in the news about uh, how some people get attacked. First is by you... keeping them simple-minded. Are you there, Johnny? Did Johnny oh, yeah, face someone
3: else?
1: No, that was me. Oh okay, yeah. Johnny's in the chat room. But he's not saying anything. He, I don't think
2: he called. Okay. Him. Well, been, I sound like I've been, him? I've been, I've been uh, you've been letting me uh babble for like two hours now. So, but I needed to. I really, I appreciate Dave because for nothing else, I needed to get this stuff on my chest because, and I know I've been all over the place and jumping from subject oh, to subject. Oh, that's okay. But I need to because, bro, I'm telling you, like this, this is more. I hate to be kind of like self-centered, but I needed this because I don't have anybody to talk to. And I'm just yeah. all this stuff like, like I said I don't have any there's nobody I can talk to about flat Earth stuff or um, Lily Lilith Lily or um, Elijah coming back or just anything anything pretty much all the stuff that you talked about from 2012 till now um, I've actually eternalized God's actually like like I said you know getting back to my testimony God's led me up to this point to where I can handle your podcast and handle your um your information and information like this. I mean, like, I've never heard about, I've never heard of Sherry Schreiner or Oregon or all the stuff that Johnny and, and White Raven and the numerology stuff. I mean, just, like, I'm, like, so far behind you guys, but I'm okay with that because, you know, I, I barely, I'm glad that God's even led me to this point so that I'm able to absorb this stuff and be able to handle it, you know? Uh-huh. So uh, hey, hey,
1: uh, yeah, before you go, before you go, uh, is what kind of church is F- First Assembly? Is that like a denomination or something?
2: Yeah, that's uh, uh it's uh, yeah, First Assemblies of God. You've actually, you guys, you um, guys talked about it a while back. You didn't get too much into it, but that's uh, yeah, they're um, they're uh, it a, it, they were they were famous for, and they still they still do it, but they've they've kind of like um uh, repackaged it. You know, the blab it and grab it. They do the blab it and grab it stuff.
3: Like, okay, okay, are you talking about? Are you
2: talking
1: about the Assembly of God denomination?
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Okay.
3: Assemblies of
2: God. Yeah.
1: Well, that's I mean, that, that, that's the biggest one out there, and then Foursquare is the second biggest.
2: <clears throat> okay, I didn't, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, historically, um, yeah.
2: yeah.
4: Yeah, that's so, a classic.
1: Uh, uh, that's that's called classic Pentecostalism.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, they're they're very Pentecostal. So.
4: Uh, and you
1: also have a, what's called Pentecostal theology. Uh, you can yeah. be in any church and believe in that. that that's if you believe, uh, you know, it, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a secondary work of grace. Then, theologically, you're a Pentecostal, but you could be a Calvinist. Yeah. Well, see, I'm. Isn't that I like say, I'm
2: yeah. I'm. A, I, 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 nobody gets this. I, I've got like, you know, like you said, I like. I got. Um, I thank God for my sense of humor because I would have lost and gone crazy a long time ago. But I, if I if I try to like where Well, I'm not there anymore now. Cause after, like I said, I've got to totally, like, relearn everything again. You know, God's God just, like, pulling me away. I've got to relearn everything again. But I'd say probably, like, last year at this time, I would have said that I was a, a seven-day um, Baptist, seven-day Reformed Baptist. <laughs> oh, so do you believe yeah. in
1: this, in keeping, observing the Sabbath?
2: Well, you know what? I started, you know what? You, I listened to your podcast just in time because I started leaning towards the fact that, that hey, the Sabbath is Saturday, but like you said, there's no way that we can know. They changed the calendars so many times, it could be Tuesday for all we you know.
1: <laughs> you know, what's funny, these guys never, ever, ever talk about that. They Again, Christians make massive assumptions right down the line, and they're assuming that God protected everything. Yeah. But, but yeah. this is the same God that's not protecting us from chemtrails.
2: Exactly, and, and, and that's what, and, and when I said that, my wife, she just, I, she, I was like, okay, okay, just leave it alone. And I just, I, I haven't brought it up since. Because, uh, yeah, because that, that, and that's what I. But I believe it, like you said, I believe that. At the same time, like I said, it's that middle position that Christianity is is a is the best thing we got going, but it's also a punishment from God. Yeah, in, in the in the diaspora, I've never heard that term either. You know, I'm learning so much, and well, uh, it's, it's awesome, and I'm loving it, man.
1: Let's take an example. Um, when Judah went into, into uh, exile in Babylon, they had what's called a diaspora religion, and God, God didn't reform it, okay? Now, the fact is that they were under a corporate judgment from God, okay? So that religion was the best thing they had, right, number one. But number yeah. two, it was also a punishment from God. And all I'm saying is that's what we have today. But if you were to say that to a, a Christian, that Christianity is a, is a punishment from God,
2: they look at you like you're an alien being. Oh, no, they would – oh, my gosh. If they, if they could stone you, they would, they would take in the back of the church and stone you. <laughs> but you know something?
1: Uh, what you can do is um, you can neutralize a lot of that negativity by asking them the well placed mm-hmm. question Have you ever thought about this before? Because I can guarantee you they have not. They haven't yeah. even pondered it. They're just making a, a spontaneous judgment. You're wrong well, about that.
2: I, yeah. Well, I did the same thing for years. Like I said, uh, up to, up to the, probably like just before I started listening to your podcast, um, I was, I mean, I was, a, uh, like you said, I was one of those delusional Christians. You know, I thought that oh God, you know the 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 sixty six books of the canon and Acts of God, and I mean you know and all the, oh, the Apocrypha, no no no, and, and just God, you know all that stuff. You talk about these delusional Christians and and Pastor Dum Dum and all that stuff. Man. I was <laughs> I, I totally I was just like oh my gosh, man, this guy. I was like you know, I mean you were you know slapping me in the face, but I was just like I was like, but it was like it was like it was like, it was like you were you know kind of like uh, splashing cold water on me, like hey. Wake up, man!
1: Yeah, that's what we call deprogramming. I've said it over and over again. I talk about the depro—this show is about deprogramming. If you're yeah, if you're living in if you're living in pastor world, and you and you actually keep listening to this, you either get very angry or you'll start getting deprogrammed.
6: Yeah.
1: I think most people will listen to it for a little while with a bemused look on their face, like "What is up with this guy?" Because you you can't really process it because. You could go from church to church and church, and nobody will sound even remotely like this. And since we believe that all these churches are guided by God, then this guy, apparently, he must not be guided by God, right? That's the thinking. Yeah. You see, like thinking. Uh, but there's a larger reality out there, and these, they have yet to ponder it. So.
4: Yeah, they're talking,
2: good
4: about, po- I find talking a
1: about people who don't even know what a chemtrail is, and they're vaccinating their children. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and see i d I'm so glad that I stopped doing that. Um I, I I wish I'd stopped sooner, but uh my kids are probably like two years two years vaccine free now. I got a five year old and a three year old, so let you know. But I had actually seen it in my son. Um he uh, I'm, I, I see I I um he didn't start talking until he was like three. So I, I know that there was damage that has been done. And um and, and and I believe and I I did the research, I was a little bit behind, but uh, it had to do with that MMR shot. The measles, mumps, and I can't even pronounce the last word, but I, I didn't realize now my, my wife is um um black and I'm white, so our son, you know, he he's he's half black, like, half white. So I didn't realize that the um and I actually learned some of this stuff through some of the doctors that are on Alex Jones, um, that talk about the blood brain barrier of boys is weaker and that of females because they don't because of ch- childbearing, and on top of that, that little black boys they produce testosterone sooner and faster than little white babies, baby boys. And um, and I, I see it because me and my wife trip out that our our son he's actually got like hair, like little black hairs growing like um, um, on his back just above his butt where it's like whoa, you know what I mean? He's like he, there there is certain things where like. He's like you know a little man, you know he's he's grown up bigger and strong. He's a strong little guy, man. And uh, so hmm. I was like, oh wow. So I'm so glad that I didn't do that third shot. And I prayed, and I you know I like I did everything. I repented and rebuked and binded and did all the <laughs> all that stuff that we don't even know what we're doing because I've even heard you explain those terms. You know that we've even got those terms wrong. That uh, you know, and I just I really prayed over uh, him. Now just real I, I just, quick.
4: Yeah. The
1: the the principle is, is there. But yeah. they're, they're like you said,
2: Like you said, yeah. it's the intent. It's the intent. Because like you said, I'm even <laughs> I'm even b I am even i am even i do not even like using the name Jesus, but I'm using it now with my children just so that I mean just so that they um because like you said, you've had to dumb it down. Like I, I still I still say Jesus even though I I just barely learned this days. This is sad, this is pathetic that I'm a forty five year old man. I've been um a Christian on and off since ninety two Pretty, pretty, um, 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 strong last 10 years. Um, what what am I saying? Um, I'm not redundant. Um, pretty, um, what's the word? Uh, um, you know, pretty, I don't want to say faithful, but, um, consistent. I've been, you know, consistently, you know, um, Christian probably for about 10 years now. And I never, um, uh, uh,
4: oh, (laughs) sorry,
2: man. Um, that I, I never, uh, heard certain times. Yeah, but, um. Oh, okay. Oh, man. I forgot what I was saying. Um, it, it really bothered me that, um. That you didn't get exposed uh, to some of this stuff? Yeah, yeah. I forgot what That's I was saying.
3: That's because you um, were,
1: you, you were in pastor world, man. That's, that's that's like a parallel reality. They don't hear any of this. It's like a firewall, and the information does not travel through. If it did, it they would probably get some kind of a spy bot to get rid of the virus.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm sorry. I'm thinking about I. I'm multi. Not not really multi. I'm just thinking about like um. I'm looking for the buses that are coming because we're actually right by the um the bus station. So yeah, you're you're
1: multitask. You're multitask. I'm I'm thinking
2: about okay, I got to get my daughter off the bus and still try to talk to Dave, and then I got to get her in the van, and then I got to go get my son and still try to talk to Dave because I don't want to hang up because this is such a good conversation, and uh, and then I got to get them some um. Oh, but this is the thing I was gonna say. I'm so glad that I didn't get that third shot because I really believe that that saved him from being um you know, autistic, man. I mean, let me say a
1: little something about that. Um, You know, we have a lot of personal conversations and the people I talk to, they actually say that our parents, say what? A lot of them have allowed their first children to be vaccinated and they will actually say that, um, that the children yeah. that vaccinated, they mean they have more learning problems um, and health problems than the ones that haven't been vaccinated. They actually notice the difference. Yeah.
2: Yep. I, I can see and, that and too. You, and
3: and you have
1: to forgive yourself, you know, because um, you can have some guilt from that kind of thing, you know, because it's um, apparently it's going to affect them the rest of their life to some degree. Yeah.
2: Here you go. I give a big hug. Here we go.
3: Oh. Oh.
2: Hi, big girl. Hi. Daddy. Oh. Hold on. I lost the earplug. Talking to my friends. Okay, there we go. Come on, big girl. Oh, you want to say hi? My daughter says, can she say hi to my friend? Here, put this in your in your ear. Put that in your ear. Okay. Okay. Okay, say hi, Dave. Hi, Dave.
1: Hi, sweetie. How are you doing today? <laughs> I hear Daddy said it's a really nice day today. It's real warm, huh? Yeah. Wow. I bet you're enjoying that. Unless it's too warm. You don't want to get too hot.
3: Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. You got to go get Kenny, okay? Say okay. okay, bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. Goodbye. How old is she? She's uh, she's five. She just turned five in January. Oh, another thing, too. You talk about numerology. My daughter was born one one eleven. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is that awesome or what, bro?
1: You know, I've even talked about that, that specific date on January 11th in a podcast, and I had a, uh, I know this is hard to believe, but I, I saw a, a star that, that came straight down out of the sky. It came straight down. It didn't, it did there was no angle to it, and it moved very slowly. I don't know what that thing was, but. After that, I heard an angelic choir, and we had uh, we had Hector, we had Connie, we had Lisa on the phone, and I heard this choir singing. And then I, when I went in the house, I didn't know what it was at first. When I went in the house, I could still hear it. Okay. And, uh, but that happened on uh, January first. Excuse me, eleventh.
3: Yeah, put
2: your seatbelt on. We gotta go get Kenny. I'm still listening, Dave. Okay yeah I, just, I i um i wanted to share that and then um I don't know also talk about man, well, now we're going into numerology because i even for i keep on seeing and I was, now your
1: audio's your audio's a little low right now
2: yeah okay I mean, uh, the volume well i put the you know what I put the phone down let me put the phone- i know what'm to do I took the phone into my um my shirt
1: ah there you go
2: that's better Ah, oh, that's crazy so Okay, I got I got my phone on my shoulder, so if I get cancer on my collarbone, you'll know why. It's still, you know, the volume still sounds low. Body's what?
1: Uh, say say a little more there. The volume still
2: sounds low. Oh, it is. Now you're better. Okay, maybe it's just that area. It's kind of a dead spot over where I'm at. The street I'm on.
1: Well, the signal sounded okay. The volume was low though.
2: Okay, you're still the same. I got you cranked up. Okay, okay. So um, yeah, uh, there's a couple of names I did want to mention. I was listening to, I don't really listen to them anymore because they're they're like they're they're too much into the um all that kind of uh what do you call it, like the Jewish tradition Christianity stuff. What do you call the Mess- Messianic Messianic, Messianic Ju- Judaism? Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to their podcast for a while. They're, they're good. Uh, That's um, um, Dr. Michael Lake. I not if you heard that name before. He's into some conspiracy stuff. His, uh, his wife wrote a book that I actually want to get. It's um, uh, Mary Lake. She wrote a book called um, What what witches, what witches Don't Want Christians to Know. And it, she's got a really powerful um, testimony.
1: I think I've heard of that book.
2: She's got a really good uh, testimony. I, I like them. I, I kind of, I, I don't know, I've been listening to more of your podcasts than them, and I only got so much room on my phone, so I took I took them down, but uh, I might start listening to them again.
4: They do they do have
2: some good info, but 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 once I heard, because I, like I said, I was starting to lean towards that whole thing about, I was starting to lean towards that whole thing about, you know, oh, you know, I was tell my wife, maybe we should start having like a, a cell group or a, a home Bible study on uh, Saturdays here at the house, just to... You know, I said we're not going to go crazy. We're not going to, you know, go crazy, but uh, just to uh, kind of uh, at least, you know, I said God will God will honor it that you know we're recognizing the, you know, the, the Saturday Sabbath and. Uh, but then once I heard your podcast, where it's like you know it could be Tuesday, you don't know, no, who really knows what day it really you know lies on because they they changed the calendar twice already. Honestly. Okay, here's
1: the thing with me about the Sabbath is that God took it away as a punishment and He's going to restore yeah. it if you want to keep if you want to keep it that. no. If you want to keep it, go ahead and do it. The main thing yeah. is, is don't look down your nose at other people and judge them and condemn them like Seventh Day Adventists do because they're not yeah. observing the Sabbath. Yeah.
2: that's the main thing. I totally thing. agree with you. Yes. Okay. No. Yep. I. Agree. You'll I agree. you'll actually be blessed,
1: yeah. you know, in your ignorance, in my opinion, if you keep the Sabbath faithfully, believing that that's what you know. But you're not required to do it right now.
6: Okay.
1: See, I hold to the. To the hidden Sabbath view, there's a podcast on there called "The Hidden Sabbaths." That he hid it. It talks about this in the Book of Hosea early on. He's, I'm going to remove my Sabbaths. So well, you either believe that or you don't. Now, he's, he in that particular uh, passage there, he's only speaking to the northern tribes because Hosea was sent to the northern tribes. But the fact is, is that you have a concept of a hidden Sabbath in the Bible and you have what's called a Sabbatarian, someone who believes in that kind of thing. They've never even thought about this before. That, they can't imagine that God would remove the Sabbath. Well, it says right in the Bible that he, he's going to. I mean, if, you, if you've never even thought about that concept, you don't have a very well-developed belief system But they haven't even thought about before. Yeah. I mean, it's mean, the most basic fundamental level. If you're a Sabbatarian...
2: Lost you. You lose me.
4: Dave?
2: Yeah, I think we lost each other. I don't know if God's saying time's up or what.
5: I hope Dave didn't get hit by a car. What's that? <laughs> I hope Dave I hope Dave didn't get hit by a car.
2: No. Walking around. Johnny? Yeah. Oh, this is Otto. I'm the one driving around. I think Dave said he couldn't go outside because it was raining. Man, it's nice to talk to you, bro. I've heard your uh, voice quite a few times and a lot of stuff that you uh, post up on, on Facebook.
3: Yeah.
5: I'm on the train, though. I can't really talk.
2: Okay. I'm driving through town. Got to uh, go pick up my son from preschool. Picked up my daughter. But, uh, yeah, I've never, I've never even heard of Oregon, so I started listening to you guys. I mean, talk about, like, talk about... Uh,
4: delusional Christian that I that I've uh, been all these
5: years. And I lost you. Now, don't you
4: think it's funny?
5: People trust like uh, the population number that we're told by the Illuminati, even though like we've never, no one has ever actually counted every single person that's alive in existence. It's like there's six point nine seven billion people on Earth, but. No one has ever counted that number, and then the Illuminati told us that the Earth is overcrowded. You know, like how convenient, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I don't. I don't believe any statistics anymore because it's what they, like, like you guys say. You know, it's, just, it's a, we're in a system of control, and they just, you know, they they just um, tell us what they want us to know, and uh, you just you got to really take everything with a grain of salt. I don't. I, you just you can't trust anything, man. You know, we're living in such a, a crazy time right now. Sometimes I feel like I got to like go into the the matrix just to be able to, you know, I got to like I got to like plug into the matrix so I can go visit certain certain people so I can, you know, talk to them cuz otherwise they'll, they don't understand what I'm
4: where I'm at. Yeah, we're going to get french fries after we get Kenny, okay?
2: You okay back there? Okay, everybody's I, I'm losing everybody. I keep on getting, like, um that, that static sound coming in and out. So, I don't know, because I'm driving through town, if uh, my signal's whacked or what. But maybe uh I should just start saying my goodbyes, because it has been almost three hours. I've been blabbing away, and Dave's been so gracious to let me uh get a lot of stuff off my chest. And everybody's driving like a bunch of jerks, because they're just getting off work. Yes, Leva. I can't hear you. Yeah, after Kenny, we're going to get French fries.
4: Is Dave
5: still on the call?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Johnny, Um, uh, I keep on... It got real quiet for a long time. I don't know if that was dead air or what. Uh, I don't know. Could you still hear me when I was talking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
4: I don't know if we, because um, Dave's the one that started the call, so I don't, I don't know what happened. So it's it's going to be open, right? I mean, we're both on it. I, I'm i driving, I can't, I can't look at
5: yeah, who's
2: on chat. I can't look at the chat right now, so. I'm in the chat. Hey, or something, is that it? that,
4: might be that TV. a TV?
2: Was that the, the the train? Oh, maybe
5: the train, yeah.
2: Yeah. I
4: think I just heard it say the next stop in Beeper's ring or something. Yeah, so I, it was nice man to finally talk to Dave, man. I've been um and uh kind of chit chatting with him here and there
2: through uh Facebook. I just needed. I really needed to talk to somebody to get all this stuff off my chest because I, I just been learning so much stuff this last, uh, this last year, especially these last three or four months listening to you guys. Podcast. Oh, yeah.
5: so does that mean that you rejected the default programming of the pear-shaped globe that we've been given? You know, the Earth is a pear-shaped globe.
4: Um, What's
2: that about? A-
5: like, have you rejected the programming that we were fed since birth that the Earth is a pear-shaped globe? Officially, it's oh, yeah. an oblate spheroid, yeah, a pear-shaped globe.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I um, that 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 never made sense to me. Like, how could the water? How could the wa- how could gravity hold water to this to this ball? But we could still move, so it just never really made sense to me that uh, we could still walk around and not fall off the Earth, but water could they stuck to the earth,
4: I don't know, I just, it, never,
2: like, it never made sense
5: to me. Well, the number one thing that, I mean, uh, nine months, it's been nine months now since I've stopped um, believing in outer space, as we've been told, since hearing Dave talk about all this, because, yeah. um, because we've never been there, we've never gone there once in our lives. At one point in my life, do you know about Sherry Shriner? You know about Sherry Shriner, right?
2: Yeah, I um, just started uh, listening to her just from, since you guys mentioned her, cause I've never, ever heard of
5: her. Yeah, well, because in one show in, like, 2013, Sherry Shriner said, uh, she's like, you know, folks, um, we're being lied to. The earth does not revolve around the sun. Or, you know, it, it was one of those. And at the time, I was, I was just thinking, like, she was slammed. She was lampooning um heliocentrism. i was thinking i actually don't know which way it goes either i, I don't i don't even know does the earth revolve around the sun or the sun revolve around earth and i thought in my mind even if i knew what the quote-unquote truth was according to this manufactured reality i would have no proof of that either way like how can i look at the sun and say yeah we revolve around the sun like i have no proof of that it's just what we were told and, you yeah, know, yeah. I've, I've never gone to outer space. And then when when Dave finally started talking about the artificial <laughs> sky, you know, like, I finally, you know, it clicked in my head. We're being sprayed by chemtrails every day. And what what are chemtrails? That's the artificial modification of the sky. And it, it's creating a veneer, like a thick film of artificiality in that sky. It's been modified. The sky is one of the most tampered with things we've got. And uh, so... I had finally come to terms with that. Because when Dave would talk about the artificial sky, I, it was just so extreme. But now it's like, it, it's extreme to other people, but to me now it's like, wow. It, it's it's apparent and it's so obvious.
2: Once, yeah, once you know. realize
5: that, yeah, we got chemtrails here. Well,
2: I, I don't know. I don't know what Sherry Shriner's opposition uh, is on the shape of the earth because I've actually heard her, she's kind of lately, um, I don't think she really likes, I don't know, it seems like she's not um, feeling the uh, whole flat Earth thing, so I don't know.
5: if That's that's because the flat Earth is propaganda. Like we already yeah, know yeah. that
2: they they yeah. throw
5: out they throw out the flat Earth to make people think. Oh, if you reject the default programming, then you must be a flat Earther.
2: Like no, yeah, it's a that's it's, it is, <laughs> it's kind of a multifaceted uh, weapon that they got there because it, you know they got you yeah. they got you coming and going with that one because it's like okay, people... But, yeah they but, can they can uh, they, they can. Miss, <sighs> They can make look Dave's
5: gone. You... Yeah, they do make it look ridiculous. Cause it's like, well, if you reject this default programming, then they're gonna lump you into a camp that you don't agree with, just to make you yeah. look stupid. Because you rejected the. Because um, we're. Cause they've they've talked about this so many times. We live in a cult. Nobody even knows it because they're not asking any of the important questions. No one questions gravity, right? Like how many how many years have you gone in your life without questioning gravity? Because I've gone my life, uh, my thinking capacity. I've known about aliens since I was five, so I would say about nine, sixteen, seventeen years of my life, I never questioned gravity because I never questioned uh, the shape of the Earth ever because that's not what I was told to question in this in this reality we live in. You know, we we're told everything.
0: Yeah, we have to yeah. trust
5: the people that are in outer space to tell us all about it. We've never gone there. It's like you're looked at as stupid if <laughs> you have a mind of your own and you question these things. Because everybody else is just like, of course the Earth is a sphere. Haven't you seen the pictures that we're given? They don't question the pictures, but they don't know what chemtrails are either, you know. So they don't know the first step of detecting Illuminati propaganda. It's It's apparent and it's you know, you can make a podcast this just for an hour. It's so stupid to repeat it all again because we've talked about this over and over. It's just repeating what we've already said people are clueless.
2: Yeah. Hey, can, you guys, can you guys hear me? Now we can. Now, now we can.
1: Okay. I was muted before that, but it didn't show in the Whoa. chat room. And this has never happened to me before. I think somebody did it on purpose to irritate me. So I just, I finally <laughs> gave up and just called back yep. in to see if it worked, and it did. Wow! Yeah, I got shut down. I can hear. I can hear you guys fine. You guys couldn't okay.
2: hear me. No, yeah, I was wondering what happened because I was like, you're the one that um, started the podcast. I was like, I, I don't want to just hang up and then this thing will just run out into eight hours and never be able to load it up.
5: Dave, yeah, Dave, yeah. I, I thought you got. I thought you got hit by a car. You scared me <laughs> when you said that you got hit. You almost got hit at one time. So it's like.
3: So now I think when you're
5: gone, you got hit. Yeah, you
3: can go get Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, that I did know. happen we'll uh, one up. time
1: when I was doing a podcast. No, I, I was in the house, so I didn't have to worry about that. It's raining outside, so. She's like, yeah,
3: whatever. Don't talk to me. Go get your brother. Oh, you still
5: shy? When you left, we were talking about um, the shape of the
3: earth and Sherry Shiner.
5: Yeah, I was listening to you the whole time. Okay.
2: Yeah, and uh, like I said, I don't know her position on it, anyways, because i mean i she rejects it. Where, where she she talks, rejects
5: she, um, anything that doesn't. She she said that God showed her, she, that God took her up to outer space and showed her the shape of the earth. And when I heard that, I thought, you know, I really love Sherry and I believe a lot of the things she says. But when she said that, it's like, I don't know, I can't, I can't just like. I can't accept that.
2: I got
3: to go to the
2: bathroom. Come on. Uh, yeah, I, um, I just, I listened to her. She's uh,
3: she's, she's, uh, I
2: don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't want to say. Stay hey, right there. Okay, big girl.
5: Dave, isn't Sherry or your hero? I was just going to say, uh, can we please uh, talk
1: about something besides Sherry Shriner? <laughs> I'm always well, biting my tongue about Sherry Shriner. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm
2: doing right now. I'm biting my tongue, but uh, I listen to Tom, I'm biting my tongue and I'm talking about her. But I listened to her last I listened to her last Monday thing. And, I don't know she. I'm kind of I, like I said, Dave. I'm like I kind of gauge everybody on um, what they say about the Jesuits. So she uh, she's a little bit. Well, let me say something
1: positive about Sherry Schreiner. I don't believe that she's an agent, and I figured this out way back in nineteen nine ninety nine, and I've never changed my opinion. Now, that's something positive. After that positive statement, things begin to deteriorate rapidly. Come on, big girl. Yeah. I'll... But I but I I don't believe she's an agent. So. <clears throat>
2: I don't, I don't believe so either. But,
1: uh. She may. I think she's sincere. Or she may be confused, but I don't think she's made.
5: yeah Well, Dave, in the in the morning, I pray. I pray for you, and I pray for Sherry, and I pray for Kent Hoven. Like specifically. Really? Yeah. I remember that you told us one time, like we don't actually know what we're supposed to pray for.
2: Oh, they're outside. Come on, leave Well, I, it actually says
4: that in Romans chapter
6: eight. Yeah,
2: like like I said, um, Dave. I, I listen to I listen to everybody, you know. So I, I feel I can learn something from from everybody. Like I said, I was listening to uh, I was listening to Freeman Fly, and that's how I came across um, Johnny Cerucci and. And uh, I'm glad I came across Johnny Soushi because right after I got hit with some of the information he had, um, God put you in my path. So, you know, I've learned a lot of stuff from you guys. So. Well, actually, I,
1: you can learn from pretty much everybody, and I have. You can extract truth. Everybody has truth that you can extract from, you know. You don't have to reject people and stop listening to them. It's just a matter of having enough time to listen to all these podcasts, you know. Oh, Dave, yeah. and
3: that,
5: I listened yeah. to um, your False Antichrist, New Exodus, New World Order podcast at least three times in a row today, like maybe like twice in a row. Was that on oh. blog talk radio?
2: Yeah. And that, that's why I said it's been such a blessing that I have the, um, oh, this is the way we go, okay. It's been such a blessing that I've been able to uh, have the jobs that I've had because I can listen to a three or four hour podcast every night. So that's, that's a blessing,
1: yeah, we got a number of people that have jobs that uh, they can listen uh, while they're working. And you can really internalize a lot of information that way. You can't go there, you can't,
3: go there. You, can't go
1: there.
2: You, can, you can't internalize it
1: that way. You, you can internalize a lot of information. You, know, you yeah. can make up for, for lost ground. See, you're, you're realizing what I'm saying on the show, and it takes a lot of time, there's a time factor. Yeah. And you're realizing that you're yeah. behind. See, these Christians, they don't realize they're behind. They think they're satiated with, with God's truth. This is not true. They haven't even started to question basic, simple, essential things. They just assume that God's running the show for a good purpose, and it's all going to be wonderful.
3: Because yeah, God, you know.
1: God wants to bless his people. That, that kind of thinking, you know, this is what most yeah. Christians believe.
2: Going on, Talking you got a lot um, of
1: background noise. I don't know if you can do anything about it, but it's just little yeah, girls laughing and stuff like that. Do
2: you want me to? Do you want me to mute myself for a while because I'm getting my son right now? They're all playing outside.
1: Uh you you can, can you can decide for yourself. I'm not worried about it too much. <clears throat> if you could do a sound okay. go ahead. But if you can't, don't, don't. I'm not worried about it.
2: Okay. Well, I, I can mute myself for a little while. If you want to talk to Johnny or um or uh, uh well, John, Dave, Teflon's uh, wa- here. Oh, cool. Hey, hey Chuck.
0: Hey, guys.
5: Oh, okay. Sorry, Sorry about, about um, not getting back
0: to you. Nah, nah, no problem at all. I, mean, I was off it on myself, too. You know what I mean? I didn't see it until the next morning myself, to be honest with you. Is that, <laughs> so, is that tough? One? You know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is Otto. This is
4: Otto.
2: Um, it's nice, nice to hear your voice, man. Um, it's, yeah, cool. it's really weird. It's, it's so surreal because I've been listening to you guys for three or four months on podcasts every night, and now I'm actually like talking to you guys. It's really surreal. So.
0: Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's kind of how I started, too. All of a sudden, uh, I was one uh, night, one late night, I uh, uh, he was on, and everybody got off, and he was on by himself, and he goes, well, if anybody's going to talk, or I'm just going to hang up. He's the Teflon guy, Teflon, come on on. So I, so I called in, you know. And, uh, that was the first time I was online, or on the, the chat, or the phone line, I should say. i right, well, always, always, always listening.
2: I'm gonna mute myself because there's still a couple more things I want to talk to Dave about and throw some names out there, but uh, we'll save that for another time because uh, I'm going to have to mute myself. I'm going to have to drive. I'm going to have all a son and uh, I've got to get some. All right, to drive
1: and, you um, can do that. You, know.
2: you can you can just all hang right. in there
1: for a while in the background.
2: Okay, yeah, I'll just, I can mute myself from from here. I've done that a lot of times. Like a lot of times, if you see a guest and uh, it's got like a little circle and, and an X, that's me muting myself because I don't want the background noise from the machine. Well, I'm listening to you live at work.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, oh, we're so Johnny, right
2: now. Johnny. I got to go. My my
1: daughter. Yeah. Right. Last night I was trying to, I was trying to get you on the call because uh I was talking to Chuck and uh I was trying to make a decision uh about what to buy in a small store. And I was I wanted you to talk to him. That's why I wanted you to get on the call last night.
5: Oh, was it uh you know that store? I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Uh, is this gonna be a public call? I mean, I mean, is this gonna be a
1: uploaded call or is it gonna be
5: private? No, it's uh, it's gonna be public.
1: Okay. There was a lot of background noise. Was that coming from uh you? That was or? a train. Yeah. That
5: was oh, a okay. train. Oh.
1: Wow. Okay. So you're on the way home, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Chuck and I were on the phone for probably like three hours or something last night while I was shopping and stuff. Always
0: fun. Yeah. Shopping and talking. Shopping, shopping and talking.
5: Well, yesterday was Melissa's birthday, so I I was talking with her, and uh, I couldn't, you know, obviously it's her birthday, and uh, can't just hang up and stuff. I see.
2: Um,
1: Am I a Facebook friend with her? I didn't see a a, a notification that she had a birthday. I don't remember that. I thought I was a friend on Facebook. I'm not? No.
4: Really? No, I'll have to send her a friend request. Okay. Uh, Why don't you fill up the dead air and say something about your band or something? Oh, man.
5: I have a Christian band, and... Um, people don't know we're Christian, which is probably why they like us. <laughs> the thing
1: about Johnny's Christian band, if you listen to them play, you, you still can't find out that they're Christian. Because
5: it sounds like rock music, you know, but <laughs> but all of us in the band are, are Christian. But, um, you know, I'm the only one that, well, Melissa knows about Dave, and our lead singer, she doesn't know anything about all of this stuff.
1: Okay, just real quick. There's two types of, of Christian bands. There's um, there's bands where everybody uh, is is a Christian, and then there's bands where everybody is a Christian, but they actually play music that sounds Christian. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I thought you were gonna say there was a there's a type of
5: Christian band where there's all Christians and they play Christian music, or they're like fake Christians or they're all Satanists. You know? Well, there's a third type. That's a that's a fake
1: Christian band where they play Christian music, but nobody's a Christian. Yeah. Then you have a fourth category where nobody's a Christian, and they don't even try to play Christian music. But people call them,
5: they're a Christian band. Didn't you know they're yeah. a Christian band?
1: <laughs> uh, no. I didn't know that.
5: <laughs> I, I like listening to my band's music because I know it's not Illuminati. And it sounds good because I'm playing in it. Uh-huh. And so I always want to, you know, you gotta give glory to God in everything you do. So that's that's what I do that for. And then I can go up there, like after the show, we have like a merch stand, so I can sell like orgone and t-shirts that I make. Oh yeah, I gotta send you shirts, Dave. I forgot about that. Yeah, just some
1: old t-shirts that we have. No. I'm. I'm. Friending Melissa on Facebook here.
3: So.
1: Okay. I thought she friended me, but
3: apparently not.
5: Oh. Yeah. The band. The band is called Emanate, and that's supposed to be uh, biblical, because I know you talk about emanation, but we actually don't right. have an. Uh, we don't have a real. Uh, reason like I. But if someone would ask me what gave you the inspiration, I would just say the Bible. But I mean, it's like. There's a whole different type of... Uh, there's different definitions of emanation. The way you yeah. describe it, I mean, you talk about all these different types of emanation. But the main definition is everything emanates from God. Right? I yeah, mean, everything yeah
1: the from word from God,
3: Melissa...
1: Yeah. The word emanation means to flow down from. How do you spell Melissa's name?
0: The two S's? Is there two L's? M- Mel, M E L 1 L. Mel, oh, okay. she, she should be All in right.
5: my list of friends.
4: Yeah, well, I'm trying to put in a search engine, but it's not working. Hmm. This is the problem, Chuck. When you uh, get into all the esoteric stuff in the background, you get on a live show and
1: you're like, uh, "Well, I can't talk about any of this, so I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about." So I'm so dumbfounded, I don't have anything to say. Yeah, I'm I'm at work right
0: now, so I'm listening. So oh, I'm, okay. I'm here by myself, quiet and stuff, but uh, I'm working on a perm right now. So. I'm actually working, Dave. <laughs> wow, I haven't said that for a while. Getting busy.
1: Well, according to some people, I'm never working, so...
0: Uh, I work 24 hours a day. I'm always working, such nature. Hey, Johnny, do you know anything about... Uh, remember when Dave was talking about... He uh, did that podcast last week, and his, uh one of his contacts, and... Uh, and took it and put it on his whatever his blog site or his uh, his website, and it got thousands of hits. Remember that?
1: Hey, somebody's got a lot of background noise. It's real bad. Yeah. So it might be you, Johnny. Is that him, Chuck?
0: Yeah, it's not. I I'm muted. It. It's not me. It's coming, coming from somewhere else. He's in his car, he may be in a bad area, you know. Uh, I'm actually gonna mute him
1: and see what happens
4: here. Yep.
0: That yep. Was Johnny. Yeah. So who was uh um uh maybe I should uh uh send this to me later on or if you want to Skype or whatever, if you know who that was that you uh put it on there. I want to see his site and how he's doing that. You know what I mean, Dave? I want to uh, see. Say it again? Kind of site. Uh remember uh, last week, uh I think it was the one with Frank about the rocketry. Where a guy mm-hmm. from England put it on his uh evidently he put it on his website or something like that, and you you started getting a ton of hits off of that one podcast yeah you
6: know do you
0: know, who, do you know who that was if he's does he have a site or something I can review and take a look at yeah that's called
1: um it, it's kind of like it has two two names it's called outside radio but if you it's a blog with different links to different podcasts. You know, right. podcasts that he likes during the course of the week. Okay, but the name of the of the of the blog is called a View from the Bog. B O G. A
0: View from the Bog. dot com. Yeah. Okay. And this guy's okay. over in
1: Ireland. is now His name Ireland. is Delcro Del Uh It's got a X at the end. D E L C R O I X. I'm not sure if I okay. pronounced okay. it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you just put um, outside radio um, on Google, you'll go right to it.
0: Outside radio, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to see his format, how he was doing that, you know what I mean? So evidently, he's he's been working for a while. He's got something set up correctly, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and uh, he – I'm supposed to get him on here sometime. I keep forgetting about it like other people too, and – but uh, you can get on there with him and ask him uh, how he got that blog to have such wide exposure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because
1: when he puts one of my shows up there, I, get, I can get like 2,500 hits. Wow. And for some, for some reason, it's, they show up on TalkShoe. I don't understand that, why they would show up. I would think that they're – I mean, they're, you're downloading from his site,
3: no, Why no, no. do the downloads
1: show up on
0: TalkShoe? I don't understand he, he, that. Put, he puts your link, okay. Basically, maybe he'll write an article something, let's just say Rocketry, about uh, listening to a great show on rocker, Rocketry, blah, 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 Frank this, Frank this, Frank, you know what I mean? Here's the link to go to the show. And they'll click that link, and it'll take it to right to TalkShoe, okay? It'll take it right to that show, all right? Uh, so oh, I see. the link, you know? So uh, I call it a link page, you know what I mean? It's like a blog link page. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, So, um, you know, maybe, uh, I'm, you know, you know, I'm thinking about it. We could do something like that perhaps where, you know, one little paragraph or whatever, like a really good show that you want people to hear or whatever like that. Um, and then the paragraph, I can check the paragraph and make sure the SEO is right. for let's just say like a flat earth show, you know, if we write the paragraph up or whatever, besides the headline, you're good at headlines. You know what I mean? But, um, see the paragraph on that in a blog, I'll make sure the, uh, the keywords are in there correctly, if you know what I mean. And, uh, you'll start getting people Googling that stuff and pulling up and going to talk to you to listen to your, your archive shows, perhaps, you know, that's how he's doing uh-huh. it. It's pretty simple, really, you know, and not a lot of work, not, not much more work than you're already doing. You know what I mean?
1: Uh huh.
0: I, I put a link to that
1: uh, in the, in the chat there, if you can see it.
0: No, I can't see it right now.
1: So, so what you're trying to say, I'll put it on Facebook too. What you're trying to say is that when you download, uh, something off of his blog you you think you're downloading it from him his site but you're actually downloading it from my from talk to yeah
0: yeah well, okay you're familiar with drudge report right you know what i mean Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay so all, all the drudge report this is a link site that's all right that it,
3: right right is, okay yeah. so
0: he basically put a headline on there you know what i mean blah, you know blah 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 and you click on it and you go to that person's website i mean uh, or, like, even uh, a matter of fact that Jeff Rins does the same thing and so does, like, Steve Coyle. Those are all just linked sites, you know what I mean? And uh, so, you know, um, but what you could do was, like, promoting – I mean, you could promote other people's shows, too, if you wanted to, you know what I mean, or anything you wanted. Anything you found, you could just write a – as I say, you just write the little paragraph or a sentence or two, hey, I found this really cool blah, blah, you know what I mean? And uh, then you'll have the uh, uh, link on it. They click on that and they go to that site, okay? Or yeah. – um, you know a great show last night on rocketry with Frank, you know what I mean, and maybe one more sentence in there or whatever, and then click here, or they you know people can click and go to that show so but that'll take em well, that does that will take them right to your your talk shoe uh format they'll see the whole talk shoe and the whole agenda in there then if you know what I mean all the other stuff okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna uh I'm gonna be working uh Emily just uh, sent me uh Escaped me a little while ago. I turned her on to some of those nutrition things that I'm into, and she says she's all in, wants to go to the next step. So I'm going to be talking to Emily about doing a, a nutrition show once a week for whatever, you know, a couple of a couple of minutes or half an hour, or you know how that turns you know how that turns into hours sometimes. You know what I mean? A yeah, actually, on, any anybody
1: anybody can use my podcast to do a show. I know it sounds kind of crazy, uh, but anybody that wants to do a show just contact me and I'll open room two. And it, uh-huh. just get on there and talk. I don't even care. It, it, it...
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: I <laughs> I mean, I'll, probably, to, uh... I'll probably be there, but I may not be,
0: you know. Yeah, this one here I'm going to – well, I'll learn it a little bit too, as I say. This one's kind of going to be uh, kind of a dedicated nutrition show for the products and stuff like that. Well, if you, know, if you, think... if you two guys are
1: there, I'll be there. I'm yeah, talking about yeah. other people that just want to do a, sh- a show, that what they should do is just open their own sh- – uh, talk show room because you can neck do neck. it almost in two minutes. Yeah,
3: it's no big and then, deal,
1: and you don't have to even make it public.
3: You just want to listen you get, to like,
0: yourself talk.
3: <laughs> yeah, and
0: then yeah. you get like a dashboard where you can do the recording and the archives and all that stuff. and once you set up your own, uh, your own, uh, your own show,
3: definitely uh-huh.
0: right. Okay, yeah, okay. I'll do that. So I'll be working with Emily on that a little bit, you know, and uh, you know how. I just know, uh, yeah, as I say, I got uh, Emily's interest in that nutrition stuff, so I turned her around something she likes. So we'll see what happens, you know, pretty fast. Cool. Yeah. Is it Johnny? Yeah.
5: Are you, f- Chuck, are you familiar with the show South Park? A little
0: bit, yeah. Haven't watched it for years, but I, maybe five, six years ago, I watched it a little bit here or there, you know.
5: Because yeah, they had an episode, that they make fun of Mormons like crazy. Of course, like the <laughs> have a Broadway, like they done like these shows where like they they it's making fun of Mormonism, and I was thinking about it today at work. Like, why would the Illuminati go so far as to make fun of Mormonism unless there was specific truth within it?
6: Um, what what
1: what what, what they're doing at this point in history, Johnny, is they're um, they're going against the the old patterns that they used to follow. You know, for instance, they're turning the public increasingly against the government. Well, before they wanted you to believe everything the government said and don't question it. Now they want you to re- start rebelling. But, but not everybody, but they're working on a segment of society, and, and they're actually expanding it. Um, and I believe it's pointing towards a revolution, but they have, they have changed their techniques. And I think, for instance, like legalizing marijuana. They're doing a number of things, okay? And there's a tendency to look at this as a positive thing. Um, but you've got to remember that this, um, the agenda out there, sometimes you have to remind yourself of this, is actually the programming of secular humanism It's anti-religion. Now, if, you yeah. want to, um, if you want to question that, then they have what I call a cubbyhole religion just for you. They've got every kind of conceivable cult, religion, New Age, whatever they have, just for you. You know what I mean? Okay. They've got all that waiting. You could call it tier two religion. Okay. <laughs> But they're still pushing the secular humanist agenda, and the reason we know that is because look at the educational system. You see that? It's all secular humanism. So based on that, um, I'm not too surprised that they would start criticizing uh, uh, Mormonism, but see, they will not do it in a serious context. Now stop and think about that. Have you ever seen – see, South Park is supposed to be humor. Yeah. But do you ever see them – the people that watch it are basically brain dead. So they can have a different type of propaganda for brain-dead people that are – and those brain-dead people are generally anti-religion. You see that? So I think that's why they're doing that now. But they will not speak critically against Mormonism um, on television. Now, let me let me qualify that because a lot of people associate Mormonism with polygamy, right? Yeah. But when um, they – Always, there's an agenda to always speak negatively against um, polygamy, or let me put it this way. To, I should reverse that, to, to never speak about it in a positive context, because there was two reality shows that would be an exception to that. Those reality shows were not speaking about it positively. It was more of a neutral type thing. They just roll it out there, and you make your own judgment. But they weren't saying anything positive about it. And those shows were very popular, these two reality shows that had to do with these polygamous families, okay? Okay, but um, they, they will not speak uh, negatively about uh, Mormonism, but what they do is they speak negatively against polygamy, and they always talk about these polygamous cults, okay? And, they, and they, the media actually distinguishes them from, from regular Mormonism. A lot of people don't, but um, the, the Mormon church, they moved beyond polygamy. So you have what's called fundamentalist Mormonism, and they still practice those things. But on the media, they refer to them as a cult. But the, here's the thing. When does the media ever refer to Mormonism as a cult? Never. But they will refer to the, to the fundamentalist, quote-unquote, Mormon uh, sex as a cult. They'll call him a, a polygamous cult, you know what I mean, and a lot of this stuff is highly uh, highly publicized and uh this is one of the ways you can tell the Illuminati does not like polygamy why doesn't the the, the Illuminati like polygamy? Can you ask yourself that question? Most people have never done that, and then you can start thinking, you know, beyond that and go, "No, hold it here. Maybe we need to rethink polygamy."
0: Hey, Dave, uh, do you think does the does the Illuminati? Do you think on the inside practice polygamy, perhaps? What's that? Does the Illuminati practice polygamy on the top of the top or top? Of Absolutely.
1: The
0: okay. Okay.
1: You know why? Because Satan practices polygamy. Okay. Sorry. He's got a whole bunch of consorts. It's a big cover-up. Um, they've dumped things down so massively, they don't want you to believe he has any consorts, just Satan and Satan alone. And then they even try to convince you that the Antichrist is a uh, homosexual based on a, uh, an ambiguous text. In other words, it's unclear in uh, Daniel chapter 11. And that's a modernistic interpretation. I don't think that even existed before the 20th century. I'm not sure if you'll find anybody before the 20th century using that text to try to prove that the Antichrist is a homosexual. But that's the agenda. And people are going to be in for a big surprise because he's going to have a wife. Uh, But it's interesting because, I mean, everybody's going to see this, but they don't want to tell you ahead of time. Isn't that something? Something interesting is going on there. He's going to have a queen, folks. Did you hear that? A queen. Wow. He's going to have... Okay, so what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to buy into the propaganda. You know, the Antichrist is a king. He's supposed to be king of the world. If he's not king of the world, he's not the Antichrist. You have, in order to qualify to be the Antichrist, you have to be the king of the world. Eventually, okay? Right, right. Okay, so, so, so the propaganda that they're selling is that he's going to be a king Oh, but there's not supposed to be any queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah ridiculous that about, is. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they do the same thing with Satan. Okay? It's just like father like son. And the reason is because there's a larger agenda to to repress anything that has to do with the with the feminine. We've talked about this a number of times. That that agenda yeah. is is more is so important that they don't want to give these consorts to significant figures. And the biggest one of all, of of course, is Christ. I've said on this show you cannot use the Bible to prove that Jesus had a wife or didn't have his wife, but Christians are absolutely adamant that he did not have a wife because they've been programmed uh, by the medieval Roman Catholic Church. They will not admit this. They've never really thought about this. It has to do with the exaltation of virginity and chastity and all these things. We got these from the church fathers. This is not the ancient Hebrew belief. They didn't have any of these beliefs at all. And this is actually uh, prophesied there in uh, 1 Timothy um, 4, verses 1 to 2, where it's talking about a false religion that um, exalts virginity in such a way that it says they will forbid marriage. And the Bible is presenting this as a false doctrine. it's a very important false doctrine because it only gives you two identifiers of this false religion. You know what the false religion is? Christianity. Uh. So now if you don't believe that, here's the absurdity that you have to hold to. You have to say that, oh, now remember that Christians believe that Jesus was here 2,000 years ago. I mean, how many Christians don't believe that? Almost all Christians believe that, right?
3: right? Right, right, Okay.
1: I mean, they don't, they don't question the chronology. They don't, they don't do that, okay? They believe what they're told. Okay, so you have to, here's what you have to do you have to hold to the absurd view that, um, that you know, the Roman Catholic Church was dominating things for either 12 to 1400 years, depending on your version of, of history. Oh but, oh, but that was not Christianity. Okay, so where was Christianity? Because they're going to say, well, well, Roman Catholicism is not Christianity. Okay, so where was Christianity?
4: You know what
1: I mean? They can't even answer the question. Because you're going to have to start talking about, um, you know, the Waldenses and the Albigenses and the Cathars and the Bogomils and things like that. And they don't even, they're not even familiar with that. They don't, they don't even have a clue. You know, okay, if those aren't the Christians, where, who are the Christians? And they would probably say, "Well, I, I don't know." So you're going you're to run into uh, all kinds of problems if you're trying to take an absolute position that, um, that that you know that Roman Catholicism was not Christianity at all. You know what I mean? So this is why I use different terms like you know Constantinian Christianity. You know, it's, it's Christianity in a qualified sense. It's not biblical Christianity, but this is what Christians believe. You know. So I actually, I think it's better to go with the model that that is Christianity. Because otherwise, where was Christianity for for that long, you know? And then, like I said before, you've got, you know, the Protestants came along, and they, and they couldn't even, they didn't know how to get saved because they still believed in infant baptism. You don't get saved by sprinkling water on a child. So that, that was not true Christianity. It was not biblical Christianity. So when does the biblical Christianity show up? After fifteen hundred years, a oh, good question. Some people will say the Anabaptists, <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of good things about the Anabaptists, you know, during the period of the Protestant Reformation. But those those movements were clearly infiltrated by what we would call a cult leader, and they, they were they were being led towards a bad end. There was a lot of there was a lot of sincere people. Uh, there was different Anabaptist sects. There was a lot of sincere people that were probably more spiritual than what we call the Protestants, but their leaders were from the Illuminati as usual. It's very, very easy to slip leaders in there and move them to the top, just like it's easy to, um, you know, to incite a crowd with one, two, three, four, five skilled people. This has been proven over and over again. It's easy to influence people who are unsuspecting and ignorant. You see that? So that's what they did because they could. And I believe that they, I believe they gave Luther his right-hand man, you know, Melanchthon. They slipped him in there. And that's why he changed Lutheran uh, doctrine. As soon as Luther died, he got right in there and started changing things. Go ahead. Who was that?
0: Who was that? His right-hand man?
1: His name is Melanchthon. They just give him one name.
5: Hey, Dave. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but in, the sh- in one of the shows, I, I think it was the Exodus show, he said that it would the exodus would take place over a period of a few decades or something?
1: Well, you're talking about
5: going from point
1: A to point B. There's different stages of the exodus,
4: you know.
0: Okay. I was just First, thinking back You're talking about uh, Satan having having consorts or having a wife, a queen, or many wives actually, and uh, I guess, as like you said, he's going to be king of the world, so... Um, if you look, I'm just looking back at man-made uh, hierarchies. There's always a structure behind it, um, an administration of structure. And uh, most of these kings, if you look back through know history, they had many wives and they had many consorts, didn't they? So absolutely, I guess, I guess it just goes. Well, I mean, why, why would why would Satan not then? If he's going to be king of the world? Well, that's, let's that's have let's totally have a wake up
1: call. Let's have a wake up call here. Every single king of Israel. Everyone had multiple wives,
4: right okay,
1: and you know the forefathers of uh, Israel themselves um Abraham and jacob i mean they were polygamous right, right, and it says in the book of um ruth that that um you know Rachel and Leah built up Israel, well, how did they do that? Through childbearing, and there was also two concubines, because um, that are not mentioned there. They also had, you know, the sons of Israel that make up, the, you know, the, the twelve sons that became the twelve tribes.
0: What? Well, yeah. Abraham, some of them, some, Sarah gave gave him a concubine to uh, fulfill the uh, prophecy of uh, having a child. You know. Yeah. That came right you can see it's a radic- radically
1: different culture. And uh, Christians just don't understand that. A lot to say about all that, but they—everybody has cultural biases and prejudices. We we all do, you know. But if, if Jesus showed up today and called somebody a dog, um, almost all Christians would reject him and say, "Well, that's not my Christ," and uh, he's a he's a racist. Now, I, I think that if Jesus showed up, he probably would not do that because. Because people would reject him. And uh it's just not necessary. You'd have to alter your language a little bit, speaking the language of the of the you know, common people. Because there's a greater priority in just getting the message across. That doesn't mean he's not going to give you a hard truth. But those people were, were racially prejudiced back then.
3: Okay.
4: Are you, oh, big, is big uh, is Otto still on the line there?
1: Well, you can see they were prejudiced against Samaritans. That's just a fact. And, and, and Jesus made negative statements about Samaritans. You can't do that in our culture. You see that? He referred... Jesus referred to Samaritans as dogs.
3: Still here, Dave.
1: And... It, What's that? You still there?
2: Still here. Yeah, I had it muted. I'm driving home right now, so. Listening.
1: Okay. Well, you can contribute as much as you want. <laughs> I'm not really in the talking mode.
2: I was, I've been blabbing away for a while. I, I still, like I said, there's still a couple, couple things I want to throw out there and talk about. But uh, getting ready to go home, and the wife going to be home, and I got the kitties.
4: So All right.
2: Some, uh, Got
4: some French fries. And some I I want I don't want it to be totally. Uh, I kind of like um. I still feed them
2: on some stuff, you know. Cause I don't want to, totally. Be, uh, I don't want to totally shock the system when we have to uh, live on Doritos and Gatorade up in the mountains. My <laughs> uh, conspiracy humor.
1: Uh, I I should probably say something about intermarriage, okay?
2: Yeah. I um that subject just barely came up and uh, I didn't realize that there's uh there's some uh, strong Christian views on that too and
1: Well I'm glad you brought it up because you know you're married to a, a black uh Afro American woman. Yep. And there's discussions about it in the past, but I just want people to know that I I agree with Christians that you can marry uh, someone of any race right now. But yeah, for... Actually, co-
2: actually, oh, go ahead, sorry.
1: But for a completely different reason than um, the people like in the Christian identity movement.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't, I never realized Christian identity, like um, even, um, who's the big one? He wrote uh, um, Vatican Assassins. I like some of his work, Vatican Assassins. Um, his name, he's got, he's got he likes to use Cute first names. Um, gosh, what's his name? He wrote bad at He Yeah, uh, I don't know um, how strongly how strongly he felt about um the white man sticking with the white man and the black man sticking with the black man.
4: Yeah.
2: But uh, I actually believe that um God is allowing it because I've noticed that uh, especially like even the, the town I live in, it's all over the place. I you see um there's like a whole generation of uh. Kids that uh you know they've either got a black mom and a and a, and a, and a white dad or a, or a white mom and a black dad and uh it's it's it, it like even all my uh, that's what like uh my oldest my 19 year old and my 13 uh, year old they've got friends that you know what I mean they're they're they've got you know or Spanish and black or everybody's all all mixed up here in uh up in here and uh, this small town in Connecticut that I live in
1: yeah you're talking about Eric Von Va- uh. Von Phelps? Eric John Phelps. Eric John, yeah. He's got to
2: have John three Phelps, yeah. John Phelps, I'm you know, sorry. I guess, he's, uh, I guess he's real important because he goes by Eric John okay. Phelps.
1: Okay, here's, here's one thing that we need to acknowledge that people in Christian identity do not acknowledge. Okay, you ready? Yeah. They claim that you're not supposed to marry outside of your race. And it's virtually impossible to know. Uh you know, what what bloodline you are in, in specifically.
2: That's true. You, you've spoken on that. Many podcasts ago, you've spoken on that. Now, if you... You can't chase the real Jews because that all information has been destroyed, right? Yeah.
1: Well, see, let's go back to the days of Ezra and Nehemiah. You may remember now that they they had to give their wives up. I mean, this is amazing. They had to give their wives up and the children because they married... They married outside of Israel, okay? Are you familiar with that? They, they, they married non-Israelite women. Yeah. Okay? But see, back then, they actually knew who was who. Okay, here's a question. When you see somebody that has Middle Eastern fe- features, can you infallibly determine whether they're an Edomite, descended from Esau? Or whether they're descended from Abraham, who's going to who's going to be able to do that?
3: Nobody.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, right now, Palestinians that's and uh, that's Israelis, that's Israelis, Israelis look exactly that's alike. That's okay. Viva.
2: Uh, so, so I gotta I gotta I gotta go for a minute, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. You got a lot of background noise anyway.
0: Yeah. Sorry I mean, about they, that. I gotta. I'm gonna mute myself. Okay. Okay.
1: But I mean, they now, in the same in,
0: father, if you think about it, right? Yeah,
1: in Christian identity, well, yeah, if you go back the, far enough, you got the same father. But in Christian identity, there's no intermarriage. Period. It's an absolute position. Uh, you can easily uh, circumvent that by proving that that can't hold up across the board because you don't have uh, absolute certainty about some races. Now, if you have some with, um, you know, strongly African features or Asian features. Then, according to um, their position, you say, "We can't marry these people, okay But what if you don't? You see, now see, you've got the line of Cain, okay, And uh, what does the line of Cain look like? because they're descended from Adam. So is it permissible to marry a Cainite? What, what does a Cainite look like? You don't even know. but nobody knows. All these bloodlines have been mingled. You see that? And the reason is, is because we're in the diaspora. You see, these anti-intermarriage laws, they don't work in the diaspora. They don't work. You see that? Now, you can make the case that you can't marry an Asian woman or a black woman, okay? But that they always hold to an absolute position. You see? So the whole thing collapses under examination. You see that? And uh, they don't talk about this. They simplify everything, you know.
0: I think they're they're basing it on skin color, aren't they?
3: Yep.
1: You see you could easily make the case which I do that the Canites have ca- what we call Caucasian features. Uh, but they don't advocate advocate marrying Cainites, and they say some are Edomites, but how do you know who's who? Well, you don't. But see, they used to know, but we don't know. So they're trying to take these Old Testament laws and apply them today. You see, over and over and over, this does not work. It doesn't work. So, where in the Bible does it give us clarification about, um, you know, you can marry these people, but you can't marry Asians and blacks? You know, where does this in the Bible? It doesn't do this anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, let me just clarify for that. After this, the destruction of the temple, that, that much we know for sure. Because what people will do is they will appeal to um, the older anti-intermarriage laws and apply them to the church today, just like tithing or anything like that. But see, the Bible does not specifically speak about these things in the apostolic scriptures. They can't appeal to those. So if you believe we're under the New Testament or New Covenant, then there has to be clarification about these things. And, you know, you always got people who would try to use these passages from Paul. You know, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile. That's completely absurd. There's no male, no female. Can you please think for yourself, are you trying to say there's no males or females anymore? See, Paul was just trying to teach something in a very narrow context and Christians have taken that and just run with it. Because elsewhere, it is teaching that there's Jews and Gentiles. You know what I mean? And it's it's a difficult passage because it's not entirely clear what the heck he's talking about. You know? But they think that's their
4: proof text to prove all kinds of things and we're all equal in Christ and all that blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh subject of Lilith. Listening to this podcast
1: sounds to you like well, Otto is listening to Out of Darkness, In the Light, and now he believes in Lilith. But hold it now, Lilith is not in the Bible. Okay. You cannot use the Bible to, to prove that that Lilith was not a wife of Adam. You you can't do that. Okay? Now here's a reason you can't you can't do that, okay? First of all, the word Lilith is in the Bible. I believe it's in um, Isaiah 34, and people will say, well, it shouldn't be translated that, that way. Well, it's actually a Hebrew word that's corrupted into the word, you know, Lilith. And back then, that was a name that people were aware of, you know, a long time ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't infallibly prove that it shouldn't be translated as Lilith. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. So, how do we know? Well, we don't know. You can't prove anything there because we don't have an authority, okay?
0: In other words, you're trying
1: to infallibly prove that this translation committee is right, but this one is not. You you can't do that, okay? So what it goes back to is is this little story which Christians typically ignore where it appears in kind of a dumbed-down way that God's trying to find a wife for Adam. Now, hold it here now. Do you think that God is engaged on a fool's errand? And this is the problem. They got in there. I've talked about how this is a conspiracy because Illuminati tries to influence translation committees, okay? And they try to codify things and standardize things, and I think that they were behind this phrase, beast of the field, which has done a lot of damage in a lot of different ways. You know, the beast of the field there in Genesis um, I think it's Genesis chapter two or three. Okay, that's a mistranslation, and uh, it, it's going to, you know, create a negative concept in your mind that's not there in, in the uh, original Hebrew. You know, so you have this depiction of of Adam looking for a wife that's compatible for him. Among these so-called beasts of the field, okay, and they're, they're not beasts, okay, and um, but none of them qualified, okay. What are so they? what you have, what what you have, is this Jewish tradition about Lilith, which Christians just totally ignore. I mean, we don't pay attention to that. We don't believe in that because it's all based on the Bible, okay. Well, Genesis one through eleven is deliberately, um. You know, undetailed. You can see that. It, it's kind of frustrating, you know. And then you look at other books like Jubilees, and then you have a lot of detail there. It, it's, it's, it's deliberately brief. You know what I mean? Okay. Now here's my point. Okay. You can't you can't use your Bible to infallibly prove that one of these um, these beings, which had to be very similar to Adam, otherwise why would be God be doing this kind of thing? Okay. Right. 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 You can, right. You cannot use your Bible to infallibly prove that one of these one of these um, potential mates was not Lilith. You see that? How are you going to use your Bible to infallibly prove that one of these potential mates was not Lilith? And what I'm saying is, the Bible is just giving you a brief glimpse uh, that is found outside the Bible, the Lilith tradition. Now I'm telling you, I can't prove it either. See, I'm I'm trying to say, you know, reserve judgment here, because Christians well they don't such thing as Lilith, that has to do with the occult. You see that? They want to jump on you. They can't prove anything. Okay? Now if yeah. you if you com- if you combine Isaiah thirty four, where it says the word Lilith, uh with Genesis uh two, I believe it is Genesis two. You've got some interesting possibilities there. Okay? Uh, Now, why would it use the word Lilith and not define it? Because everybody knew who Lilith was. You don't have to define it. The Bible is doing this over and over again, by the way. You see, they had all kinds, not only did they have apostolic tradition, but they also had folk traditions which supplemented the text. People just knew all kinds of stuff. Everybody knew who Semiramis was. Chris is going. What,
0: about, what is? What did they find uh, in the collection of the Dead Sea Scrolls? Well, I'm sure there had to be some mention in there about her.
1: About Semiramis or Lilith?
0: Yeah, I had Lilith, or I'm, I'm sure they found a lot of stuff the Dead Sea Scroll. They're still not talking about. You know, I don't know. I just threw that out there just thinking.
1: Uh, well, they still are sitting on some information. But uh, I'm just trying to – I'm not say, saying I, that I'm trying to, you know, prove Lewis was a historical figure. What I'm trying to do is, is notify Christians you cannot disprove this with the Bible. You have to be tolerant of the possibility that that's one of these, one of these potential mates. And the Bible just glosses over this because, well, you, you already know about that. You know, you know about Lilith Because it's being intentionally brief elsewhere. Let's, let's take an example. Let's look at the Nephilim, okay? And, uh, I mean, the Bible was painfully brief about what happened in Genesis 6, and then when you look in the book of Enoch, there's all this information. Well, that information was in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and it had wide exposure, and they had a lot of copies of the book of Enoch. You know what I mean? People were aware of these traditions. Forget about this canon. This information was circulating. People were aware of it. So they had all this information about what happened in Genesis six. Well the Bible just tells you something very briefly, so if they can do that, I can do the same thing with Lilith. Because if Lilith was a historical woman and she did something as notorious as man Adam, because that's 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 the, the, the tradition or the legend, everybody would know about that. You know what I mean? Now if she is um if she is like a reprobate woman, you could also make the case that the Bible will ignore her. To some degree, You just kind of, you know what I mean? Sure. And, and focus, focus. The Bible focuses on certain things. It focuses on the progeny of Adam. It focuses on Israel. It ignores other culture. Let's take an example. What does the Bible talk about uh, about Asian culture? Where's that in the Bible?
0: Uh, oh man, I don't know if I I don't recall to be honest with you. Oh, well, it doesn't. Uh, uh,
1: when I say Asian, I've got to qualify it. Let's say east of, um, east, of, uh, east of Persia. What does the Bible tell you about that? Because you're talking about a lot of people. So what does the Bible... It doesn't tell you anything, as far no. as I know. No. Because the focus, on, the focus is on Israel and people who interacted with Israel. Right. You see that? Uh-huh. That's, not the, that's not the focus of the Bible. The Bible doesn't focus on everything. The Bible, not only does it gloss over things, it doesn't mention them at all. It doesn't talk about Australia. (laughs) Okay, so the other thing I wanted to say, just for clarification, is uh, is about marriage. You know, I've kind of uh, dumbed things down, kind of simplified them. I haven't really explained them at any point. But when I talk about how to get married – I'm actually talking about kind of like a, 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 a marriage ceremony. That's when I say that, you know, how to get married is not in the Bible. That's what I'm talking about, okay? Um, because getting married is very simple. You have intercourse with a woman and you're, and you're married. I've talked about that before. That's my view. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a marriage ceremony. So, so some guy emailed me and cr- critiqued me, and I actually – and he held to the same view, and I said, well, I agree with you. But then he still wanted to critique me. Usually when people – if you hold a minority position and you agree with that person, usually they're all excited. But he wanted to focus on differences, not – Commonalities. I like to focus on commonalities. He didn't want to do that. So but uh you can actually see on talk shoe where he's saying in both room one and room two, he's critiquing me because um uh, my view on marriage. I actually agree with the guy. So <laughs> I just want to clarify that. So I'm talking about you know marriage ceremony. It it doesn't when I say It doesn't tell you in the Bible how to get married. I I could have been more precise. See, I'm speaking to the modern mind. Uh To the ancient mind, you get married by having sex with a woman. But the reason there's some justification for that is because even, as far as we know, even in Judaism or Hebrew culture, they did have ceremonies. I mean, this is absurd to say they didn't. You know what I mean? They had a... um, a celebration, a, a feast.
3: Right, right, right.
1: And, and as far as we know, I mean, if we know anything by anything, they um, – well, here's the, um, the evidence for this. Jesus, Jesus refers to John the Baptist as the, um, the friend of the bridegroom. Okay. And as far – from what we know of tradition, the friend of the bridegroom stood outside the door when they were having uh, intercourse on the wedding night. And, you know, you had the linen on the bed that was supposed to prove whether she was truly a virgin. Okay. Okay. You understand how that works, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, we, we cannot prove these things, but supposedly the, gro- uh, the groom was su- supposed to announce to the friend of the bridegroom that – am I getting this right – that it was – um. That- the intercourse had been uh, completed and then the, <laughs> and then uh, the people would uh, would celebrate you know what i mean
3: okay
1: and you can see oh. that's a different culture because in our culture we don't feel comfortable with sex you got to understand there's children around right there's children around did they protect the children and, and you shuffle them off somewhere no i don't think so no no and what are they what are they celebrating um a sexual act and yeah. in our Christian culture we want to put that in, in a closet somewhere. You know? Well, Cause we don't be feel too comfortable with it.
0: We don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, as I say, yeah, they say it's a celebration, so maybe only the people uh with the means to do that actually had the celebrations. I don't know if the common man would even go this route, you know what I mean? Um uh-huh. the affluent families probably practiced uh what you're talking about where they got doors, afford it. Deported, um but the common man probably didn't have a celebration in, uh, in those formalities, you know?
1: Well, it's just a family gathering, you know. It doesn't have to be expensive. You know, okay. but, I mean, and marriage was really important. So, I mean, even in a poor family, they would bring all their available resources together because they didn't celebrate birthdays in that culture, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a bit... I'm- like a, a marriage is probably a pretty big doing for them then. <laughs>
1: that was that was the that was the biggest thing, yeah. In that culture they placed a, a an emphasis on uh, ritual mourning, which we don't relate to in our culture. See how the cultures are different are different? We we turn birthdays into a real big deal. You see that? We point we point back to the beginning and they point back to the end because they um they had a lot of respect and remembrance, which you'll see like in Japanese culture, for the dead. Yes, yes. And the closest we come to that is visiting a grave.
3: Yeah.
4: But they had um, an elaborate belief system of commemorating the dead which scholars
1: actually relate to uh, ancestor worship to some degree. And it doesn't make any sense. The question I'm not even going to try to explain that. I, I, I'm not going to say worship. You know what I mean? I, I don't believe that they were worshiping their ancestors. That's what the pagans were doing, but they did something different or Respect TV, the real... Which, uh, no, they did something similar okay. that we can't relate to in our culture. We have a different belief system. I believe it had to do with that um, they were identified with a uh, celestial being. And I'm not even going to go into that because I have to explain too much, but that's that's the basis for it. I mean, that's just my theory. I do know a lot about it. So if you... The ancients believed that every human and every celestial being was identified with a star, like I said before, right?
3: Uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: And I'm saying that they also believed that every human was linked with a celestial being. Sure. And, and so I'm also saying that when someone died because of this linkage, which is very strong, they were honoring the celestial being that was linked with the human that died really. Yeah, that's how they commemorate the celestial being to the death of the human because they looked at them um, as being holistic in a certain sense, which if we can't uh, relate to. Okay. So, What I would recommend to people is ask yourself this question. Have you have thought about this at all? No, no, we haven't, but they'll make judgments anyway. Christians mm-hmm. are very quick at making Judgments. You ever notice that? Snap judgments.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: But you can easily expose that they're very unlettered people. Yeah, they make a lot of assumptions right on down the line. Uh, Otto and I were talking about that earlier. Anyway, Emily called me, and I couldn't say anything to her because I'm on this call here. Is she in the chat
0: room? Uh, let me look. I just got home here, so I pull it up. <laughs> it was pretty quick I finished my work in 45 minutes and drove home during her show pretty good huh <clears throat> another rough yeah. day for sure her yeah
1: huh. well I just wanted to say those two things I think I'll wrap it up here. okay
0: okay not a problem you must be in room two okay not a problem at all okay uh, yeah. uh, Okay. Who,
1: who, just a second who's guest four
0: can
4: you tell me who guest four is here I'm pulling it up right in, in the chat room what do I do here? he's calling himself c. I need more information than that c oh Dave
1: Colham, oh okay oh dave oh okay he says uh it's Dave C, and I thought he meant it's Dave forget it. <laughs>
0: You're not even in room two. You can't Um, call in,
4: Dave. You can't call in, can you? You can't call in? you want to call in, I'll keep talking. Dave, can you call in or not? Yes or no? Oh, okay. He needs some Skype credits. All right, I'm going to shut
1: down. All right, man. This is the madcap laughs room. So, all right, catch uh, you guys later. Funny. Yeah, he's got to go to bed. Okay, catch you later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Okay, bye. Bye.
0: Plus.